Here we go again, folks. Lee is here today to tell his story with... <laughs> Listen, I hate it. I don't know if we're dancing. I ain't got a clue what's happening. He rates me new every time, and he just does my night. I'm having it. I don't podcast no more. No, you have more. He's here to fill the gaps. <laughs> don't say it like that. Why are you laughing? Sorry. <laughs> So tell me, Lee. You <laughs> <laughs> should tell me in such a gentle and sadistic way. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> What's the gorgeous George story? A lot of people, perhaps the Americans and stuff. Right, okay. So my dad's name or nickname, uh, as he got called, was Little Legs and Gorgeous George. Okay, because obviously he was quite good looking back in the day or whatever the girls used to be after him, quite a woman's man. Um, and he was first in the army. He's in the paratroopers, Regiment 2. Uh, and then after he left the army, he became a mercenary, uh, doing whatever he had to do as a mercenary. Um, and then after leaving the army, um, his skills were ob obviously obtained by the criminal underworld, <laughs> let's just say. So um, that's where it started. And he went on to do lots of uh, big heists, if you like, bank robbies and stuff like that. Knows uh, most of the old time famous gangsters. Um, he's not so well known because he was always keeping himself on the low, if you like, because he was still in the game. Um, he's only coming to light more now um, through the people he knows and uh, podcasts and stuff like that. You know. What are these photos? These photos. These are just of my dad. So in case anyone recognise him, uh, that's just when he was married to his first wife, uh, Maureen. That's my heart, two half sisters, uh, Mum. Uh, she's passed away now, unfortunately. But that was how he used to be back in the day when he'd come out of the army and he's starting his world in the underworld. Oh. You know? Um, oh, well, classic. Yeah. With some of the other figures. Um, and the last one is uh, just a picture of when he come out of prison, he was on parole. Um, so he had to uh, go straight. Okay, um, so he became a chauffeur. He was doing car parts. It was always a fiddle to be had. Don't get me wrong, but um, this is the route he went down, and he had connections with uh, Arabian princes and stuff like that. So this is the picture of him as a as he's a bit younger than he is now, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that was him when he came out of prison and uh, was trying to go straight. What did he get arrested for? Uh, well, he got arrested on a couple of long sentences. He got grassed up on both of them. Um, first sentence, um, if I go back to when I was younger, it come into how he got nicked. Um, so my earliest memory, I was, I was, I was about two, three, maybe four even, um, when he, he first got nicked. Um, and he used to own a pub uh, called The Chancellor on the edge, off the Edgware Road. Um, and a lot of the old time gangsters and stuff like that used to drink in there, you know. That's so where he used to have a lot of his friends, people like Lenny McLean, uh, used to drink in there with my dad sometimes. Um, and my earliest memory uh, was a guy had come into the pub and was starting on a woman. They had a, having a blazing row inside the pub. And the guy threw a glass and it hit the woman in the face and smashed all her face open. Uh, and I was sitting on Lenny McLean's lap. And I was, I think I was about three. three so lucky. <laughs> I wasn't lucky. You know, I just remember his big, massive, massive hands. He used to weightlift with stuff like that. 
Ey, güey, eso se va a leer es la last of Popham, ¿no? Last of fucking Popham. No, 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 Because uh, so, it smashed this woman in the face with a glass, and back then that's a proper liberty, you know. Taught him a lesson, didn't it? Well, it taught him a lesson. Um, I got shoved upstairs. Lenny said, "Come on, boy, this ain't for you," and took me upstairs. And uh, but still, I suppose that does have an effect at such a young age seeing something like that, especially when your dad does it. Was it surreal? Very surreal. I didn't quite realise what had gone on. <laughs> to be quite honest, I, I thought someone was shooting up from blue in there. I thought someone was shooting up from blue. I didn't realise what was going on. I thought someone was shooting up from blue. The cage has got no foot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Carnival. I wonder why he was up and about. <laughs> I wonder why we're not going to go. I'm too busy playing with Lenny, would I? <laughs> I'm going to have a word with you. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> they bandaged the geezer up and uh, <laughs> sent him up to the hospital. And obviously, you know, not to say nothing because everyone knew who my dad was and obviously Lenny and stuff like that, other people in the pub. Uh, and that's how it was back in them days. You didn't grass up or nothing like that. And <laughs> people were getting. Uh, sorted out and thrown out basically what happened to the woman beater that's what happened to him he got bandaged up around his foot yeah. and uh, sent up the hospital and told not to say nothing otherwise there'd be a knock on his door the next morning so he never said anything oh he yeah. definitely never said yeah, nothing yeah. Oh. Yeah, good for him. Um, so yeah that was my first instance and then I remember because my dad was uh, doing quite well he, he had flash cars and Stuff like that, always coming home with mink coats and stuff, a bit like fish. And uh, I only dressed like this to try and be like Sean. Sure, <laughs> like. I feel underdressed next to you oh, two today. Look. Like, you're relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> you look like George Clooney. Don't look like George Clooney. He does. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not what the girls say, but anyway. So, uh, it was, uh, and then he must have done a, a, a his first bank robbery yeah or one of one of his first bank robberies and uh what happened is I, it was like a i remember it like this you know in the film mcvicar yeah when he gets nicked yeah right in front of his missus and the boy comes running out and says daddy and they've got the guns up to his head it was exactly like that right exactly like that it's the same old hairdos in the 70s <laughs> the same put up against the wall with all the um, flying squad and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, me shouting out, Daddy, where you going? And, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> little did I know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that that was uh, the first. And then, uh, you know, I didn't see my dad for quite a bit. He was inside for about four or five years, I think. And uh, how old were you over that period of time? Yeah, I was only about three on to about six, oh, seven like that. That must have been rough then. It was rough. I went, I went through quite uh, a bad childhood because my dad wasn't there to protect me if you like he was in prison um my mum lost my sister and um she couldn't cope if you like with having another baby so i went into care um then come out of care my mum just like lost the plot it's not a little bit confused i'm not but um crash uh when you say uh he wasn't there to protect me what do you mean he wasn't there to show you how, no, to bring you up, not well, no, and to protect me, fish, yeah, okay. if I'm honest, yeah, which I, I was going to get onto if you give me five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just takes so long getting there, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, 
That's why they want to come out. I was trying to set the moon. They want to be a sailor statue. Look at the state of me. Yeah, so anyway, um, because my dad had gone away. We do two-hour podcasts here, Mr. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> you better oh, say something yeah, in that two-hour. Well, I'm going to sit over there. It's about him today. So anyway, yeah. Um, so my dad got put in prison. Um, I'd gone into care. I'd come home. Um, Could you visit him in prison? Yeah, I visited him everywhere in prison. I visited Maidstone, Wayland, Parkhurst, Coldenley. How's that feel going into a prison at that age? I learned criminal stuff when I was about five. I was learning how to make barge cages. I knew about puff being hidden in, although I didn't know what puff was. It was always talked about and stuff like that, you know, and uh, seeing my auntie put puff in uh, bags of cheeselets, you know, and they're eating the cheeselets with a puff inside and stuff like that, swallowing the puff. Um, and you didn't really know what all that was when you was a kid. Didn't know what anyway. It was only when I got older and done it myself that I realised. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but that, it helped me because <laughs> I knew how to keep puffing early. So going in prison at that age, then was that like exciting and not intimidating? What for him? For you? For me? As a kid, a little kid going into a big prison. You must um, be like, ooh. Do you know what, Sean? It was mixed, uh, mixed emotions because one, I'm going into a place where. Everyone knows my dad and, and you're sitting on all the boys' laps, you're hearing good stories. And, and to me, my dad was my idol, you know, he was a hero. So it was all exciting. I just, you know, it was glamorized, if you like. Um, and then you get to leave without your dad. Yeah. You know? And that's the hard bit, to be yeah. quite honest. You just want to stay with your dad, you know? Mm. You can't, you don't understand it. Why, why can't he come home, you know? Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of that. And... Um, then going through school, like I was abused three times by three different people when I was five, up until I was about eight. Like bullied? Uh, no, twice by women, babysitters. Oh, and once by a man who was a caretaker. Bloody hell. Yeah, and um, and that's what I meant when I needed my dad to protect okay. me. Okay. All right, that's oh. where I was going to with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I needed him to show me how to be a man. Yeah, yeah. But I also needed him protect to protect, yeah. you know, because my mum wasn't there. Bless her. It wasn't her fault. Why wasn't she know? there? Because the loss of a child just took something away from her fish. She couldn't okay. get over it, mate. Okay. She couldn't get She still hasn't got over it now, you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Killed her inside. Because yeah. she was part Down syndrome. And it was her only girl, you know? What did your mum do? Huh? What did your mum do? What does my mum do? Yeah. She was a dancing teacher and a, uh, she owned her own dancing school. She used to uh, dance at London Palladium and, and stuff like that. she meet the old man? A London Palladium. Oh, wicked. Yeah, my dad was there with all the chaps and my mum was dancing on stage. Oh. Yeah, and he went, you'll do for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, any of the women at the London Palladium? Sorry? Did you see it? Yeah, when I, when I was a baby, I yeah. remember I was only young, sitting in the changing rooms and <laughs> watching all the girls get changed and all that. Yeah, I think, that's I, I think that's my fascination for women come from it. I love a dancer, I've got to be honest, I do love a dancer. Um, but yeah, so... <clears throat> You know, I had a hard childhood, and then um, I was in a house fire as well. Um, I nearly died in the house fire as a Describe baby. Describe what happened. Um, look, since uh, I don't know how to put this without sounding like a donut, but when, after, after, donuts, after, after my sister died in that house. After your sister died? After my sister died, there were some very strange things going on in that house. How did she die? She choked on her own vomit and in her sleep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, she had MRR jab which sent her a little bit down syndrome and then she vomited in her sleep and what happened because i was in bed with my mum and 
uh, she choked in the other bedroom. My mum hadn't heard her. My mum blamed me and tried to smother me with no. a pillow. What? Yeah. And tried to smother me with a pillow. So that's why I was taken into care. Holy shit. Yeah. She went nuts. And then what, what happened is after that, when I come out of care, and obviously I was a bit older then, going to school, she had been telling uh, one of her friends that I was coming home. And the friend had a little boy with her. And the little boy was one of my classmates in school. And he'd overheard his mum talking to my mum about what she'd done. So then when I went to school, I got bullied. Your old man's in prison. Your mum tried to kill you. Yeah, I used to get beaten up after school, chased home and stuff like that, you know? So <sighs> as a kid, I didn't have a good time, you no. know? I, didn't, I had a mad time, actually. Um, and then my dad come home and um, he didn't know anything about all this, to be quite honest. But... Um, yeah, he just, uh, and then he'd done another robbery. He'd done a mental institution. <laughs> I weren't there. I weren't there. I weren't there. But that's what makes you laugh when you laugh every time I tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> funny. When he said it to me, I had to laugh. Oh, blind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what happened was, all right, he, he, um, oh, this is class. What's the rob from a mental place? Oh, so, what it was, dad wages there. Okay, wages. Used, wages. It was a big mental institution. They used to do all the wages for the workers and stuff like that. And uh, my dad's one of some of my dad knew uh, his missus worked in there in the wages department and uh, give him the job basically. The the security van used to come in there, collect the wages, and go off again. Yeah. Um, so what he did is he, he, he went and had a look at the job, and obviously, you can see all these lunatics around behind this fence. and watching the van go in, but uh, they said, well, how are we going to do this, George? And he said, well, let's just wait and see what the, what the actual drivers do and stuff like that. So one of them got out to go to the door. So he said, that's how we get into the van. He said, one of them gets out, we get in. So that's uh, basically how they'd done the job and uh, they had a getaway car and stuff. And <laughs> as the alarms went off, we've got loads of nutters chasing them going, no, 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 no. Loads of alarms ringing and they're doing a the runner. Yeah, and uh, they got away with They got away. <laughs> what makes me hot? He said they got a load of lunatics in the place, but he's dead, man. He's got a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> he's made me lunatics. Oh, I'm no, like, hello. No, I don't see how. I don't call him a lunatic. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so they got away. Oh. What, what happened is uh, there was a lot of police activity, obviously. And they'd, uh, my old man had asked the guy who uh, who's missing giving the job to put the tools away. And uh, the guy put them under the baby's cot. Can you explain what the tools are? Guns. Sawn off shotguns, revolvers and stuff, you know. Uh, and uh, he'd hid them under the baby's cot. Now, the police are not stupid, obviously. Mm. They know, they worked out who works there. If any of their husbands have got form, which this woman's husband did have form, gone round to the house and found the guns. So the guy had grasped my dad up. And, and that's how he got nicked the second time. Oh. Um, but what happened is, um, we was at my nan's house uh, in Greenford, in Fairmead Road, I'll never forget, when I was about uh, seven or eight, I think. And uh, my dad held me hostage at gunpoint for three days. What? Yeah. Uh, not to hurt me or anything like that. Uh, it's because, um, because my dad was such a... Dangerous man, they said that they wanted to take me again. This uh, social wanted to take oh. me again. And uh, my mum was no fit state to contest that. 
Yeah. And my dad's getting nicked, so there's no one there to stop me going back in. So he held me at gunpoint for three days, hostage. <laughs> I wish my dad did that to me. <laughs> you know, and uh, in the end, I, I think he just... Can you go through day one? To me, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it's the best three days of my life, I've got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, me and dad bonded. I knew something mad was going on, but I, the way my dad was explaining it, it's, oh, no, it's all right, there's something wrong with the house and uh, your mum's not well and that's why the police are here and as long as we stay in here, we'll be all right and... You know, I've got all the food and and uh, he never brought How the, old was he? he never brought the gun out in front of me. Yeah. Uh, or to me, but he showed them that he had one and he had me in the room. How so, old was he? I think I was about seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's young, man. Yeah, I was young. Yeah. But I just uh it... <laughs> sorry, I don't really laugh, but he took me out to draw a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I swear. I swear. He got a grid on a pad. He said, well, draw that little bit in that grid. Draw that little bit. I swear it's the best picture I've ever driven. Uh, I've ever... Uh, what did you get drawing to get away? To get away? Yeah, scrambler. <laughs> so that's what we did for the three days. Oh, and then painted it because he was an artist. Uh, I think it was just his way of keeping me occupied. Um, Bonding, isn't he? Bonding, yeah, yeah, but uh, obviously in the end they had to come in and uh, he, he let me yeah, go. Yeah, but how did they come in? How did my they auntie come, come in and got me. Okay. He let he let my auntie come in and get me like and uh, as long as uh, so social promise not to take him and put him put me in custody of my auntie. Ah, did that work? Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's the, that was the that was the conditions. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't leave me until he knew I was in safe hands. You know. Um, and so then he had to go again, and he was gone. Probably until I was about 14, 15. And how old were you when he went that time? I think I was about seven when he seven, went there. Yeah, about seven. Se yeah, about seven when he went that time. Wow. Uh, right, so eight years, I was, yeah. Yeah, 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 he done eight. Have got the picture of the motorbike? Yeah, done eight. Huh? Yeah, I've still got the picture of the motorbike. Right from the one I'm riding. But yeah, so what it was then, Sean, for me, um, what you got to understand is where I lived, there was uh, the underworld knew knew my dad. A lot of the the uh, gangsters, if you like, knew my dad. But not all my friends knew who my dad was. They didn't know what he was about, and it's probably only now to this day that they're starting to find out. But um, I used to get picked on quite a bit, so I become a bit of a rebel. And my mum got remarried. Um, the guy moved his kids in to the house, so obviously it's gone. So from you go from your aunt. Back to your mum? Yeah, I went back to my mum. They let, yeah, they let me kids. go back to my mum. Um, and then, obviously, she was with a new guy. And there's new kids in the house. Three new kids. And then my mum gets pregnant. And I think what she done, bless her, she just, she tried, she tried for security, you know, because she'd had such madness in her life. And she just wanted someone to look after her, bless her, you know. And, uh, but I got pushed out. You know, it's like I was, I was like my dad. I was rebelling. I've been abused. I, was, I had all these problems, you know, and uh, I didn't find it easy to talk to anyone except for my aunt. Oh, really honest. Um, How did they push you out? They didn't try to push me out. I just wouldn't accept yeah. my stepdad. And um, it was me that rebelled, really. And then the more I rebelled, the more they 
not that he didn't like me, but he, he, you know, over, t over time when someone's rebelling so much, you, like you would start well, disliking he, the kid. He could see you. He? He, yeah. he could obviously recognise you didn't like him. Yeah, and he recognised you was doing all these hassles from because of him. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like doing stupid things. Like my mum, because she was overprotective and stuff. Like all the kids would be playing out, and I'd be in when it was all the kids were playing out and stuff. You know, and uh, like he would always say, "Can't let him out. You can't." Molly cuddle him, wrap him up and cut him all just because of what his dad's done. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. he's, he's lost his sister. Do you know? It's not his fault. Um, but yeah, it just it just made me rebel. I mean, I was staying in sheds and nicking motorbikes and started nicking cars and taking drugs and stuff like that. You know, what very, was the first uh, drugs you did? Um, probably aerosol cans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and poppers. and Huff in glue. Yeah, and, and probably hash back then. Yeah. Double zero and, you know, Things like that, good hash back in the day. And uh, that's how I first started taking drugs. I was staying out in uh, fields and stuff like was that. Was you hiding your feelings and all that behind you? Yeah, I just, just... I just felt that there was no one there. Yeah. You know, my mum had moved on with her uh, new husband and the new family that was there. My dad was in prison and, you okay, know, yeah. I was I was just soldiering it on my own, if you like. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, just soldiering it on my own. And that's, that's what you have to do, I suppose. That's how you grow up quick. Yeah. Um, but it, it also makes your your survival instincts uh, in 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 heightened, you know. So you'll do anything to survive, even crime, even the worst of the worst. I know, like, I've done things I'm not proud of at all, you know. I've done some right. Well, I things. always say sometimes what you call crime, we call survival. Yeah, absolutely. What are you, what are your friendships like back then? Do you have like best mates and stuff or? Do you know what, Sean? I, I was always a lone ranger, mate. Um, I had I had mates, don't get me wrong, but there was always little bullies in the end until I started fighting back. You know, there'd come that day when I left high school and, and I'd been bullied so much. And in the end, it don't hurt no more. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't hurt no more. So you think, well, why not throw one? Rather well, than just taking them, why not throw one? And when I knocked this geezer out, it was just a big surprise to me that I could actually do something like that, you know? Because no one had taught me. It's not like my dad was there teaching me to fight or... Do you know what I mean? Um, so that is when something clicked in me, and I just thought I'm not taking yeah. it no more, you know. And every and then, I, like even mates that I had then that had been taking the biscuit, if you like, once I'd we'd had a fight, and they realised that they're, I'm not a donut, then we was all best mates again, you yeah, know. Like we're all good pals that. now, you know. Now they got a bit of respect for you. Hate, thing. hate, hate when people supposed to be your pal. I always say you're scared of me. Jog on, do you know what I mean? Mm. You're supposed to be your pals, be your pals for your pal. Not because you're going to have to tell, you you know, you, you, no. you're good at or hand it certain things, innit? I hate all that. Absolutely. So what was your first arrest? My first arrest, um, I got nicked for nicking 164 Astras alone in Norfolk and Greenford. They had their own operation out of me called Operation Astray. Astra with a Y on the end. Um, because... I don't know when I was, I think I was doing it about 12, 13, Sean. Honestly, about 12, 13. I remember I just started high school when I was nicking cars. And someone showed me how to do it one day, and that was it. And uh, yeah, I got nicked for, because I used to go joyriding. That's how I, I used to stay in cars, you know, sleeping cars overnight when I weren't going home and stuff. And uh, that's how I learned to drive. And the oh, amount of things I used to do was unbelievable, but still. Um, yeah, so there was that. And, uh, then you get through your teenagers, and then I've come to the end of high school, and uh, I was never allowed on a school trip because of uh, my behaviour, I suppose. And uh, 
they allowed me on one last school trip. It was the last school trip, and uh, it's to Germany. And uh, but they had to give my mum progress reports every day to see how I was, and because they had an emergency flight for me, just in case I was naughty, <laughs> ready to come on. <laughs> so they, they had it like on standby. So uh, she so had progress reports every day. So uh, I remember coming back on the German trip. And uh, it was a coach trip, but they had a flight just for me, just in case I was naughty. But uh, yeah, come back on the trip and we'd stopped off somewhere and they had to report back to my mum. And uh, my mum said, can you just tell him um, that his dad's coming up? Mm. Yeah, and I, because I, I didn't know parole or anything like that. I didn't even know when he was coming home, to be honest. And uh, so now that meant I had to sort of toe the line a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Because now it's not my reputation, it's his. Had you still been visiting him up to that point? Uh, no, I'd stopped visiting him, Sean, because it got too much going to the prison and seeing my dad locked up, you know? And I got frustrated with it, all the car journeys. Because I was always car sick. I was travel sick everywhere. So every car journey, I was just sick. And in the end, I just had enough of it. I didn't want to see my dad locked up and stuff, you know? Um, but now he's coming on. And uh, now I'm dreading what's going to happen, you know? Because uh, not only is he going to find out certain things, but he's back and I've got to toe the line. You know, I've got to do as be, <laughs> do as be told. But, um, yeah, so we got back home and um, I got a phone call from him. And I hadn't spoken to him for a good year and a half. Sorry. I haven't you edged I, back a bit. I haven't uh, spoken to him for a good year and a half. Shoes. Just want to show you shoes. Just all the way. I'm doing them tactics as well. Look, look. Hey. <laughs> I'm doing them tactics. We were doing that at school, mate. So you put a glassy bag on. So um, put the glasses on. Put the glasses on. Come on, John. Put the glasses on. There you go. My head's really big. London's crazy. Stan Laurel, look. <laughs> Massive, <laughs> massive hack. Whatever you do, do not get hacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah, so uh, so now he's coming home. What? Um, his mic. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, oh, you're on Kick it, kick it over. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's coming out on a home leave, um, and that happens uh, probably a week or month before they come home. For good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he's come out, uh, he was wearing a, I mean, I've told this story before, but he'd come out and he's got an old scammel, uh, camel skin jacket. Right. Uh, winkle pickers and the old flares and all that. You've got to remember, he's gone in like eight years ago, you know? And when he's come out, like, and everyone's looking at him as he's walking down the street, and I know what my dad's temper's like, you know? And uh -oh. what the fuck are you looking at? And stuff like that. And I'm thinking, no, he's only out on the homely. Please don't start fighting people because they're oh. looking at you. Because he's paranoid because he's got your prison head on. And, and stuff, you know. Um, and he's walked past a clothes shop and he's obviously seen the clothes that people wear today. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. and he looked yeah. at me and he went, boy, what's that? I said, well, that's what people wear now, Daddy. He said, well, right, fuck it. <laughs> Excuse my friends. I do apologise. But yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> And I'm in Chevy on jacket. I'm all clued up. I've been, you know, I've been to Chippy. I know what I'm doing. I was trying to educate him on the style, but he just weren't having it. But uh, so it was like uh, going back in time. <laughs> can, I you, can I ask you a question? I've never interviewed before, but you know, one thing I've never asked you, George. Uh, yeah, I know George is wicked. As a kid, and you said he's ex-army. So was he disciplinarian? Uh, when he come home, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, did yeah, he, he but just, not in a not in a, yeah, not in a it's regimental in the way of you will iron your shirt and have the yeah, creases going down asking, the yeah. side. You will make the bed and make sure the bed's made properly right. without a crease. Yeah, in that's it. what I mean. That you will get it. up. You will brush your teeth. You will comb your hair. You will uh, do. a yeah, yeah, it's regimented in that yeah. way, but I'd never had that before. So, and I've been smoking weed in that. So, I was like, <laughs> please, Dad, no more. <laughs> 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 please, Dad, I'm So, when, when he went away, then was it a relief that the regiment was gone? No, because obviously when I was smaller, there was no regiment there. Do you okay. know, like it, it, I was a kid yeah. then. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. just daddy's boy. Do you know, I, it's only when you grow up into a teenager and, yeah. and you need. So you're talking about when he he was on that trip in Germany and came back. That is when you started to bond. Yes. With so you're talking about those. And what yeah. age were you there? Uh, 16. Right, 15, so 16. Go, just George. turning 16, okay. I think. Crash. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, he come home and he went to live at my auntie's house, his sisters, and uh, like I, I was just about to say, yeah. That's when that started, you know, the regimental, like, I'd stay with him and yeah. stuff like that. Teach me how to be a man, I suppose. And uh, I, I just worried what he was going to do when he come out because for me, what you have to understand is I was on my own. I needed him. I wanted him there. Okay. But he's a man's man. He ain't got time. Not He ain't got time to bring a kid up. Oh, I'm not a kid no, anymore. No, I'm right. 16, yeah. but... You know, I needed someone to show me what to do. At least yeah. give me some knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Because knowledge is power, right? That's how we survive. Um, so that's why I went to live with him. And uh, like I said, in, in this picture is when he started doing the chauffeuring and stuff like that. And uh, that's what he had to do because he was on parole, you know. But he was still doing stuff behind the scenes for her money, you know. Um like, what was the first incident with you when uh, <laughs> you went and whacked the keys on the keys of the <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll never forget, actually. When yeah. you first come out, I got nicked. Yeah, go on. And, uh, what did you get nicked for? Don't leave us in suspense. It's for nicking a car. Okay. And uh, he, he comes to the first time ever he'd been to the police station to pick me up. <laughs> no. <laughs> first time ever. <laughs> and my mum was there. And uh, yeah. obviously he's got a played a part in front of my mum and yeah. all that. Like, she was expecting a clip round the ear roll, oh, isn't yeah. she? Do you know what I mean? And he's going to clip round the ear roll, like, kick up the arse, you know? That's the first and only time he ever gave me a slap. I've got to be honest, it went hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, uh, no, it didn't work. <laughs> no, no, no disrespect for you, but um, if you see his old man, I mean, I love George. George you know, with people like his dad. You know, I noticed he said gangsters, People like George, they don't call themselves gangsters. They, they call themselves villains. That's right. We, yeah. This gangster is a new word that's termed since I've noticed with the podcast, but we were all villains. Um, but one thing I would say about his dad, his dad is, is, is my mate, sharp, form, stocky. I mean, his dad, yeah, he, he, he can have the row. Yeah, yeah he's on point where yeah, that's he, concerned. Yeah, I mean, he was a champion boxer in the army. He was, like, he was a mercenary, yeah, you know. Yeah. He, he can kill with his bare hands. Believe wow. that. Believe that he can as well. Even now, <laughs> he, he got on the bus the other day. My dad's 78. <laughs> my dad's 78 now. He's like he's an old man. And he got a bus the other day and he was letting two old girls get on the bus. And some, some I don't know, David Geezer jumped in front of two old birds, but nearly pushed the old girl off the stairs of the bus. So my dad's gripped him back. I said, what the hell do you think you're doing? Pushing in front of these old women. So they've had a little bit of a confrontation. He says, you silly 
whatever, whatever. Uh, he's gone to get on the bus, and the guy's punched him in the back of the head. Yeah, you've forgotten it, George. <laughs> Never turn your back on the enemy. What's wrong with you? I swear down. Wait, I'll see you later. I'll punch you in your head. Back. <laughs> I did say to him, you're losing it, pups, you're losing it. <laughs> I always take the big out. Yeah. I always take the big I love it, I love it. But he turned around and, and oh, mate, like for a 78 year old man, and it, it isn't me trying to blow his trumpet or anything like that, but flipping hell, he, he just knows where to hit. Let's just say that. He just went, kunk, 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 and the geezer was knocked out on the floor. He went, how do you feel done by an old pensioner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I always say, how do you feel you got done by a pensioner? Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, so he's it, still going strong, and, mm. you know, he still won't take no shit from no one. He's stubborn as anything. So hit the story with the geezer. With the, oh, so anyway, that, so yeah, when, he, when he's come home, so now I've got a toe the line if you like but I'm still doing what I'm doing you know I'm still a, a teenager I'm still rebellious and and he's still up to what he's doing and, and and he always told me if you're gonna do crime son he said do it the right way you know have the old school rules don't nick off your own you've like you don't have grass like you know you, you say no comment in the interviews and no one gets into trouble you know you hold your name you hold your own and uh, that's what I've always believed in um but now he's come home I think no one can touch me you know so I'm a being I'm a being a bit of a a nuisance, if if you want to say that, okay? Um, no, I'm a bit I'm, of a gangster. Oh, trying to be. <laughs> I ain't a gangster. I never will be, and I'm not trying to be. Not but right back right. then, I probably villain, was trying villain. to be. Yeah, gangsterators. Yeah, gangsterators. You know, and uh, and so uh, what happened is there was a, a a big, massive skinhead guy who lived on our estate where I lived, or I lived just off the estate. But he used to live on the estate, and he used to manipulate all the youngsters. You know, he was, he was heavy into drugs, sell a bit of weed and that and whatever. And uh, But he used to use the youngsters yeah, for his, yeah. for his uh, bidding, yeah? Uh, and one day I was in his house and uh, he said, Carl, look, ain't you here long? He said, do you want me to cut it for you? I said, I don't do a, a number three all over. I'm like, don't take the biscuit. But he, he's obviously taken the thing off and gone baldy on it, you know? So then he has to do the whole lot. And uh, I think he even slept after shave on my head after. <laughs> I went nuts. But yeah, so a bully tactic, right? And uh, when I've come out of there, I've put a, like a Benny Hill hat on. And uh, then I got a... Like Benny. I got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got home and my dad called and he said, I'm down the pub, boy. He said, come and see me. I said, I'm with my mate Winston, which was another guy that was in the underworld. Not a black guy. He was a black guy. He was a, he was a <laughs> you wouldn't know, would you, guy. a man called Winston? <laughs> <laughs> he was. Good geezer. Love you, Winston. And, uh, oh. yeah, so I've had to go down the pub and I'm thinking, no, I've got to go down there. My dad's going to see me with his haircut. What the hell is he going to do? So I've walked in this pub and straight away he's got it. You know what I mean? Straight away. He said, come out. And he just took the out of it. He said, oh, I've done that to you. So I had to tell him what happened. So he looked at his mate Winston. He said, Mick Winston, you want to make one with me? I've got to go and see this bully geezer. Like, you know, he's done this to my boy's head. He went, yeah, no problem, George. So they put me in the car and uh, we've gone down there and they're either side of the door. Now, my dad's not a tall man, but he was, oh, yes. he was a strong, powerful, mate. stocky man. I'm sure he had little man syndrome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. He was just like a little Rottweiler. But... Um, <laughs> His mate Winston was about six foot four with dreads, and it, wow, man, this yeah. this geezer was yeah. like scary looking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're either side of this door. And my dad's gone to me, right, son. What I want you to do? You remember I'm about sixteen now, 
And he said, what I want you to do, when this geezer opens the door, he said, I want you to punch him straight in the, in the mouth and knock him spark out. Now this geezer, when I say this skinhead, is all muscle, <laughs> right? And I mean, he used to do weights every day. He looked like... Um, like Sean. <laughs> Ten times bigger. <laughs> but like Sean. <laughs> Sean on steroids. The Aryan brother. Yeah. Aryan brother. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he's smart. Like, you know, look at him. He had all the tattoos and all that. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, so uh, my dad's going I want you to punch him straight in the mouth so, oh, I've shit myself absolutely shit myself I'm thinking what am I going to do this guy's going to knock me out then my dad's going to shoot him what, like, what's going to happen so anyway I've knocked on the door and I've gone like that and as the door opened I've gone like that and his wife answered <laughs> <laughs> So like that. She looked like her husband. <laughs> and so the two, my dad and his mate just pushed in into the doorway and uh, closed the door behind. So obviously no one on the street could see what was going on. He said, where's your husband? And he's taken out the revolver and the other one's taken out. Like, where's your husband? You know, and, and he, she said, my husband's gone out. My husband's gone out. He said, well, I'll tell your husband this. My name's George Elliott. He said, ask around. He said, ask anyone around. He said, tell your husband. If I catch hold of him or he ever does that to my son again, he said, I'm going to put one straight in his nut, all right? He said, tell him that from me. Wow. Wisdom went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he said the whole time. That's all he said. Yeah. <laughs> God, let me get it. Well, he's making the same. Yeah, I like <laughs> So uh, that was that. And, and we walked out of the house oh. and my dad grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and he said, have you ever ever let anyone do something like that to you again he said i don't care how big they are he said you flipping fight for your life mate you know he said then and, and you call me on for something like this not that i did call him on but you yeah, know he, yeah. he's having to put himself out there and risk his liberty for donuts basically and uh he said right you're big enough now you're becoming a man he said you don't call me on no more he said now it's your turn to go yeah he said if your life's in trouble yeah or you're or you're Families and no, that, anything like that, that goes without no, saying. No, but that's you know what I mean. Dad, but you don't call them on for the petty stuff, yeah. you know? You've no, got to deal with it and be a man. Like the same my brothers and my family and all my mates. And I used to say to them, listen to them, if you're going to call me on, call me on for something proper, yeah? No. Because you started it, not because they started it. Don't call me on for something that you started. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, you know, you don't mind walking the landings if they've started it, but if your own people have started it and then they expect you yeah. to go, it's all muggy, isn't it? It's yeah, muggy. Of course it is, because yeah, you're putting your liberty yeah, for what? Yeah. You know? Um, so, where was I? You was there with your old man, just with the bird, you've been in there. Yeah, yeah so there was that. Not to call it on. Yeah, it's not to call so it on. Listen. Who are you living with at this point of the story? Um, I'm in between my mum's and my dad's, you know. Some weeks I'd stay at my dad's, some weeks I'd stay at my mum's. It depends how it would look. Has your dad got a new missus? Sorry? Did your, your dad have a new missus? My dad had loads of new missus, you sure. <laughs> That's why he was called Gorgeous George, mate. <laughs> he was the old, what you would call, plenty of fish sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Plenty, plenty of right. Mr. Fish. Yeah. Um, so then, is, they never swipe right. I'll tell you what happened. I did go back to live with him. I went to live because he'd met um, an antique dealer. This woman was beautiful, man, Maria. I never was she old? Oh, no, she was stunning. She was like a model. <laughs> and she lived down Howland Hill uh, with all tennis courts. And you know, she had one of them big houses. But she was an antique dealer. And uh, me, my dad, and uh, this Maria uh, went to Jamaica, okay? And my dad put on his old army uniform and pretended to be a retired general uh, or major, something like that, from, from the army. 
and was interested with a consortium to buy all the top hotels in Jamaica. Okay, so they sorted all this business out before they went. They said they were for a consortium. She was the secretary. And obviously I had to dress in a little son's military outfit and play the part. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, it was wicked. <laughs> 12 weeks oh, free holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> so we got there and uh, I'll never forget on the plane. He went to me. Oh, he, he, went, he went to me, boy, he said, if anyone asks you, just say you don't know. Okay. I said, don't know about what, Dad? He said, your the dad's army. retired from the army. <laughs> the okay. Army. I said, yeah, I'll own that, Dad. But you don't know what I am, a major or a general or anything like that. He said, we're buying hotels. I said, are we, Dad? He said, no, not really, but that's what we're here to do. <laughs> so now I'm starting to get the uh, what, gist of what's going on. So uh, we come out of the airport. We get picked up by this estate agent. And uh, he takes us to a hotel. And I think it's about 1.3 mil or something like that. And uh, we walked out. My dad's looking around. He went, what's this you're showing me? <laughs> I, I, I don't think you quite understand. I said, I own a consortium. I want like 30 million pounds, like 40 million pound hotels, all the top hotels. So in the end, we're staying for like two weeks, absolutely nothing in the honeymoon suite in all these top hotels around the island, meeting police commissioners, meeting um, ch oh, prime ministers and all sorts, going to functions, she's the thing. I'm just eating the volivants, like, like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. So then we did take him around and he had a, he had a guide, um, I can't remember this guy. I think it's Eddie or something like this. Oh, Russell, oh. another Russell geezer. And uh, we used to walk through Trenchtown and things like that. And uh, he go, this white boy with me, this is the general. <laughs> you don't touch the general. You know? So everyone knew not to yeah, touch yeah. them. And we was ending up in rum shacks, getting drunk. But they was going, buy the whole place a drink. <laughs> <laughs> everyone a drink. <laughs> yeah, so they all loved him, you know? We was going up oh, in the hills and smoking uh, bongs with the old rasters up in the, in the fields and that, into shacks and... Oh, it's just uh, it's amazing all day, but that's the sort of swindles he used to do, like you know. Did it come to an end because they sussed him out, or he just got out of there clean? No, we just got out of there, and then when the guy rang up, like couldn't wait to go in his commission, he was like, "No, the consortium's decided to uh, <laughs> reinvest in another island now." <laughs> <laughs> no, you're out. Oh, you're oh. dead. <laughs> when I see you, George, I'm living. <laughs> My uncle owned one of them hotels. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that was oh, one instance that. when we come home and uh, when he come home. Um, and then uh, after that, because he did get back into the game, you know, um, but after that, he, he started, uh, uh, he moved into a hostel in Southall. And I think it was at his lowest. I think the, something had happened with the car parts or something like that. It ended, the, the swindle had come on top, so it had to end. And... Uh, he was on the floor. I'll never forget. And I, I, I nicked a camera, a bit like that one. And uh, I took it to him just so he could sell it and get some money. And I think when he sees his son, had had to go out and pinch something for him. Like, he's never been skint in his life. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think that just triggered something off on him. And uh, mm. he went back to South London to his first uh, wife uh, after my mum and him got divorced. Uh, and he went back to his first wife. And uh, that's obviously when he met his old friends, the old gangsters again. Because uh, that's where he's known over in South London, in Deptford. And uh, that's when it started again, if you like, for a little bit. Um, he started doing raves. Uh, he'd done one in Windsor. 
in Mirage and Windsor, I don't for about eight to ten yeah, weeks, I was, think. That was quite a well known right? Yeah, that was uh, yeah, well, very well. Mirage and Windsor, yeah. Uh, he'd done one there. Um, so then he got into the ecstasy side of it wow. and, and stuff like that, you know, because the bounce. If I remember stuff. correctly, Mirage was on a Sunday because people would come to Laser Drone, which was our club, mm. and then go down the window yeah. and they'd stand out. Was it in the afternoon? I'm sure yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, with Randall and Hype yeah. and Exodus. And, yeah, DJ Randall, yeah. how much can <laughs> you handle? <laughs> <laughs> so so what, uh, year, what year are we on in your story now? Um, I must be uh, about 17 now. 1839 BC. Yeah, about, about, <laughs> about 17 now. It's so late 80s, is it? Uh, yeah, 18, it'd be in the 80s. 79 BC. Rave scene started 88, did it? Yeah, no, it must be 90s now. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 40. Yeah, 93. 90s, Mirage was 90s because. Yeah, Mirage was 90s. I'm 43. 90, I was only about 18 then. 94, 18. 96 there because. It's only 20 odd years ago. Was Andrew Pritchard in the mix with uh, you guys? Yeah. We're uh, about to interview him yeah. this week, Andrew actually. Pritchard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them that was there. Who's Andrew Pritchard? I'll let um, Lee tell you about what. I'll what tell you another time. His... Anyway, um, so that's what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> The knowledge, the knowledge you get out of these two is actually Don't forget to go to Elliot and Atwood University. You come out with a top degree. The knowledge is. We'll tell you later. It's a secret. Turn out to no one. He did a lot of big time trafficking. Was involved in raves and stuff. Oh, was he? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He ended up in Jamaica for several years. Yeah. Running his operations. So hard, was he? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what he was doing. He was doing the raves. Um, and then because oh. he got into uh, the ecstasy side of it and stuff like that, um, then he was given other jobs uh, like Coke. Yeah, big big amounts of Coke, 150 kg Coke. And uh, what had happened, uh, he basically... Did he, did, he, did he get his work through the other army boys or did it come through? Do you understand? Yeah. A lot of army boys, didn't they, got their work through? Do you know the, what? Different work come from different yeah. people. Yeah. So the more violent work, if you like, or the, or the stuff that people don't really want to talk about is uh, probably given by the army and ex-army and, and their mates, the mercenary yeah, yeah, side yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah? Well, they were used to gun. Right? Yeah. Used to doing the job, yeah. Yeah. So if anything ever had to be done, yeah, that's where... The, probably the jobs would come from, you know. But um, bank jobs and that can come from the criminal underworld, can't yeah, it? It yeah. can come through, um, um, I mean, he, he used to run with Harry Hayward over in Detford, uh, Detford very well known. And he was probably the, the main man over there back then. Yeah. And it was all part of his crew. Um, so, yeah, they were, obviously they were very known throughout the underworld and stuff like that. And uh, then he got onto the 150K. But what had happened is uh, they got nicked. He got. He went to the car to pick the car up, and custom and excise uh, uh, pounced on him at Dover. The car with the merch in it. Yeah, mm. and it had three boxes of coke in the back, right? Fifty mm. key in each box. Um, and so they went to trial, and the only thing that got my dad off was there was a number in the back of his diary uh, that the police had held back, and it was part of the evidence, and they introduced it into the trial. So my dad remembered the number in the back of the diary and said, "Well, why aren't they produce this? Because this is." like what's going to get me off so the judge made them produce it and in the back of the diary he said he worked in a market store and he thought there was t-shirts in there that's what he was going to pick up and the amount of t-shirts that would fit in them three boxes would have come to this certain amount which was in the back of his diary 
Oh, <laughs> and that's yeah. the only mitigation that got him off the 150k. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's the only oh, thing that got him off. T-shirt off of him. Fruit the loom. But yeah, so uh, that was the last big one because uh, he was in um, Belmarsh then. And he, uh, like now I'm I'm like, uh, nearly grown man. Do you know what I mean? And I'm visiting him. Um, How did the cops know to bust him? I think uh, they was watching. I don't know. Mm. I think from the evidence they was watching, and it was a big operation, you know. Yeah. Um, but what what happened is uh, after when I'm visiting him in Belmarsh, now it's me taking up the puff, you know. Now it's me taking up the red seal in balls in the cheeselet packets. Mm. Now it's me visiting, risking my my uh, liberty to uh, keep him going in there, you know, because now I'm thinking, oh no, he's going to die in prison, you know. This is the oh, big one. Yeah. This is the big one, you know. So I having the first two, but um, and when he got off of it, it was like a, it was like a not just a relief, but it was just like a second chance, if you like. It's sad when people think they're going to die in prison, isn't it? Because I had a mate called uh, Georgie Stokes, and he was a massive coke dealer, and I remember he got arrested late in the game, and his girlfriend Julie wanted to come over from Spain to visit him. And he said he didn't want her to do it. And I thought, well, why not? He goes, oh, I'm going to die. And I don't want her to see me like this. And I thought, you know what, George? It's not all about you. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, she needs to see you. Yeah. Like, think of her and, and, and let her come. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, it's quite, it's tearful, really. But and he'd done it in the end. And it was the great thing they'd done. But it's just mad. I mean, mm. it's amazing how, you know, all these podcasters, we all sit here. But you never sort of realise, like, the people that... Dad's mum's that die in prison. Do you know what I mean? And it it it, it, it kills you. It just uh, and and for them, it's so sad because they don't. Want, I don't know why they don't want to see anybody that cares about them or loves them. It's very very sad. Sorry, kid. Yeah, well, I can I can take heed of that. I know why. I know why people find it very hard to have people visit them because you don't want them seeing you <laughs> in that yeah, place. Exactly. You don't want them crying. You don't want them hurting. I'll never forget my kids coming up on my last sentence and you know what it was um you're gone when my boy came in he was one how old is he mate uh, now he's uh 11 nearly 12 um but when i uh, got nicked on my last sentence for gbh with intent and i was looking at 14 year ipp and uh I, they bought my missus had brought him up on a visit and i looked at that boy and, and it's the first time i cried my eyes out on that visit because yeah. i just thought what the fuck have I done to this little kid? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing exactly what my, did, uh, my dad done to me. Exactly the same. I'm doing it. And then my oldest daughter's come in, you know, and uh, my oldest son. And when they're leaving, they're crying and yeah. gripping at the glass. Mm. And uh, it just took me back in time, if you like. It took me back exactly what I was doing. Yeah, well, yeah. <clears throat> I, 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 I was on a bit of work with my bad. It's just like what you all said. I'm on a bit of work with this pal. We've got the thing. We're ready to go in this gaff. And we're all tooled up there. He's sitting there. There's about 17 dormant in this gaff. And I'm like, oh, mate, this is on some live. I thought, yeah, I've got to hold them all up. And uh, just as I'm about to go, it's funny how mobiles have changed the game, in it? You know what I mean? Because normally, I just didn't think, but normally never take a photograph, would you? I mean, fuck it. I just don't do it. But the phone rang in the motorly, yeah? yeah? So I'm like, Crash, who's this? And this bird that he just met. And he, he said something. He said, oh, I love Stacy, and I, I looked at this guy and I thought, 
mate, I can't do the. I, I can't I said, do the job I, now. I said, mate, I goes, you, you can't do it. And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna do it with your feet. I said, no, 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 you can't do it now. And so I got my own. He said, no, nah, no, nah, come here. Anyway, we got home, and I said to him after, you know what, Steve? Stevie, you have to retire. I said, I love you, mate, and you've always been game. You've always, mate, been, but you have to retire because once you say you love someone, when you get nicked and gone out of a room, I don't want to be that responsible. And then your kids, exactly what Lee just said about his kid, the guy killed him, crushed him. And that's what people got to realise when you play these games. That's why when I pick soldiers to come to work with me, I pick soldiers that don't have family ties because when you're sitting over there, uh, what he just said, it's, it's no good, mate. It's no good. It's yeah, because at the end of the day, like you think I'd known better, really, wouldn't you? Having, going through all that prison time, watching my dad in prison. Hold on one second. Yeah, no, Hold no, on no, one no, second. Yeah, no, one second. Let me just say. You said you think you know better, but what did you do to GBH for, Lee? That's, that's the difference, you understand? You, you, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you understand. It's yeah, not like you went out there and ironed someone out because you wanted to. You understand? It? Yeah. He put you in that position. Yeah, I mean. And I'm, your kid was involved. I've never hurt no one for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never. Someone's always yeah. put me in a predicament. In That's a, right, yeah. In a corner that I can't get out Are you able to give of? us that story? Huh? Are you able to give us the story? Yeah, yeah. look, I've, I've, okay. All you right. said it before. I've, I've, been, I've been nicked twice for GBH with intent. Okay, the first time I, I was on tag. Uh, I don't know what I was on tag for, but I was on tag and I couldn't go out. It was New Year's Eve. I I think it was uh, a week left on my tag or two days left on my tag. And I'd been on it, I think, about eight months. And all the boys are going to me, come on, come out, come out. We're going to a New Year's Eve party. And I was saying, listen, there's no point in me busting the tag for yeah, the last yeah, two yeah. days. There's come no man. point. I might as well have a party at my house. Do you know what I mean? So I, I did. That's exactly what I did. I had a party at my house and I had my brother there. I had my cousins there, I had, you know, it was all family there. My kids were there. And we had a nice party. And after 12 o'clock, I forgot I'd told half the boys to come back after. Come and join the party. Yeah, once you've done what you're doing, come back and join the party. And uh, I, it had gone past 12 o'clock. I felt I'd gone to bed with the missus. A bit too drunk, probably. And everyone else was still up partying and blah, blah, blah. And also my mate come in, but he'd brought another guy with him. Uh, his name was Gary. And... Uh, Although I knew this, Gary, we weren't friends. Do you know what I mean? We, we, there's never been no love lost between yeah. us and, and it wouldn't be someone I'd, I'd invite to my house. Do you understand yeah, me? Yeah. And uh, so my mate's gone, Happy New Year, and we're messing about and we're not fighting, just wrestling as men do. Do you know what I mean? Happy New Year. And I don't know what this guy thought if he was drunk <laughs> or... I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but he decided to join in the fight. I've gone to my mate, what's wrong with this silly oh, twat? Do you know what I mean? I when I've called him a twat, he talked to him and he bit onto my finger, said that scar there. No. Yeah, that scar there. He bit on my finger and it, you know when someone's biting your finger off? Yeah. Right, and I'm telling you, this geezer's biting my finger off. So, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> one of them, yeah? And as he's falling. <laughs> 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 so he's, he's I've given me a one, two, three combo. And, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, and he went down. And, uh, but what he did is because he's gone down, I was going to leave him then. That was like, you take the piss, yeah, I'll give yeah. you a deal, I'm going to leave you now. But he bit onto my shin bone. No. Oh, my. I'll name never, Animal Lecter. Uh, I'll tell you what, I never <laughs> felt pain animal. like it. Animal Lecter, really? And, you know, he's just biting onto the shin bar. I'm going, get him off me, get him yeah. off me. And then, yeah. You wear boss after shame. 
Your socks are I'm going to bite your finger off. Tell me, man. for Luke. So, yeah, so then he's biting my shin bone, but then my daughter come running him. He's uh, biting on your shin bone. Yeah, on this on, shin bone. And, and, and my was daughter he known come... for biting this guy? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> he's on the floor, and that's the first bite. thing he could get to, <laughs> I think. But then when my daughter come in, she screamed, Daddy! Because yeah. I'm screaming in praying, get him off yeah, me, you yeah. know? And I think that just protection mode come in then. Yeah. Then that's my kids. My yeah. kids are in the house. Do you understand me? So now, yeah. now you're doing that's it in front it. of my kids. Yeah. Now, now the big yeah, switch yeah, is yeah. gone. Now, I don't want to hurt you, but now... I went blank. Yeah, I went blank. Yeah, it's your kid, isn't it? It's your kid. Yeah, and uh, I stabbed him in the face 13 times with a broken bottleneck. And uh, he stood there, and all of a sudden, his face just opened up, and it just went <laughs> everywhere. So managed to get him out of the house, put a towel around his head, got him downstairs. My mate's trying to get hold of his bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So but, this uh, is in your house. This in my house. Kids there. Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah, basically he's bite my shin and to get him off the only thing I could do. Bop, 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 yeah, do yeah. It. But you, you know? get nailed for it. Of course he got nailed. 13 times self-defense. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Alright, maybe it was maybe after the first two Mate, times it was. Self-defense 13 times anyway. I'm not so it's excessive I'm, force. Is yeah. You might as well have been a dartboard, you loon. <laughs> the world champion dart player down there, dartboard 13 times. But I'm not proud of that. I'm not, uh, honestly, I, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I hope not at all. <laughs> I'm not proud You're of that. You all good with this guy now? Nah. No. Nah. Well, every time he looks in the mirror, he can imagine. Fucking hell. Um, like yeah, he'd have a thousand stitches in his face. What was he thinking yeah. of? Biting you and then coming back, biting you again. I don't know, but I just blanked out and I just went too far, obviously. Yeah. I went nah, crazy then. But, but the thing is, you got to remember, yeah, you just said it there, yeah. We don't listen, we, no one's condoning what he done in it. But at the time, you're drunk, yeah. When your kid comes into play and you blank out, that is what happens. That's so it. We're, we're not, and, and that's only dad, when the kid's around, yeah, is going to just yeah, go yeah, fucking and that, full on. Honest, honestly, to, like, I mean, the anyone that knows me, I love my kids to pieces, and that was just uh, what triggered me off. It of course, was, yeah. It was the parental second as well. Um, same thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, the same thing. Um, same thing. The same. No, that's similar. Similar. Well, similar. <laughs> um, I I was with my ba uh, another baby mother of mine. I know that sounds bad, but a couple. And uh, her ex bloke, her kid, his kid lived with me, and this is my youngest son's with. Okay, so my oldest kids are with one person, and my youngest kids are with another. And uh, her ex partner didn't like the fact that I was with her. He didn't want to know his child at first. Uh, she nearly died in hospital. He didn't even come back to the hospital to see her and you know I had to tell him a few things like pay for your kid mate you know I don't mind paying for you like as she's like mine do you know what I mean but when it comes down to a school uniform you know put your hand in your pocket uh, I thought it was because he was, uh, was, was selling drugs in front yeah of yeah but yeah. this this is what he's getting on to so that was the first instance uh, when I was gonna have a row with him um, and then um, like she'd come home every week because it was me that um, said let him go to her dad's you know, he, I know what it's like to be a dad. So I wanted him to have a relationship yeah, with her. Yeah, you know, yeah. I wanted him to have that. I, I wasn't standing in the way. I wasn't trying to, you know. And but he just didn't like the fact that she was happy. I suppose, and she'd come home and say, "Daddy's playing horror films, and I've been scared all night." And then it was, mm. uh, "Daddy keeps giving people little envelopes. Why does he give people little envelopes? So he's selling tickets, okay?" And uh, well, everyone was down the pub one night. My mate had just been stabbed the night before, actually. Uh, three times and he was in intensive care um, 
and he nearly died and I'd, I'd been up the hospital all night with him uh, putting my fingers in his mouth. taking leaf out of your book 13. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I think with that <laughs> unlucky for some <laughs> oh dear but because that had happened I think the hype of my mate being stabbed up that night and nearly dying and being up the hospital with him and his mum and then I've like I've, the pub from the hospital was literally down the road okay so he even wanted to come down the pub with us with his drip and everything. I swear to God. So uh, we've gone down the pub and oh, everyone's tension is a bit high because everyone knows what's gone on and blah, blah, blah. And this guy's there with his sister. And all I did was uh, I went over to his sister because we was all on talking terms by now. So I thought it, I could have a conversation, you know. And I said, look, do me a favor. Just tell your brother not to be serving up in front of his daughter I said because if she says anything in the school social services anything like that it's all going to be on top where you can't be doing things like that in front of the kid and that's all I said but he's come around and half caught half the conversation and thinks I'm trying to slag him off or whatever and he started giving it the big and all that I said listen mate do yourself a favour and fuck off because you're going to get it alright so I went back in the pub to finish my pint come back out the pub and uh, to have a cigarette and this guy's come running towards me He's going, yeah, come on, you silly, whatever. And he's come running towards me. I'm up on the curb and he's running across the road and he's come running up the curb to come and with this knife to come and stab oh, something me. Instigated, just something instigated, instigated this before. I, I, I just think he, he knew he couldn't have me in a fight because when oh, I put it on okay. him before, you know, and he'd shit himself. Okay. But he was embarrassed about that. And and not only that, now, he, now he, he's got a weapon. Was he yeah, 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 of course he was. And uh, he's come round towards me, and I just, I just give him a quick one, straight on the chin. And as I give him the quick one, he's gone over, and he's dropped the knife. So I picked the knife up, and as he got up, he went, "Yeah, I tell everyone you've been nonsense, my daughter." Oh man! I said, "Yeah, well, yeah." So I grabbed his lips and sliced his lips off like that. Fuck! So you won't be telling anyone nothing now, will you? You <laughs> fucking dickhead! Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but the whole pub was there. They knew what he was about, and they knew what had happened. But. I, again, I'd gone too far, you know. I didn't take the knife there. He brought the knife to me. I've picked it up. But it was just in that instant what he said, because like, I've been abused. Yeah. I mean, I've got kids. Yeah, How could yeah, you say yeah. things Both like that? Both times, kids have been involved in this. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, and yeah. I've got, you know, you can't be saying things like that in front of a whole pub of people. Yeah. So that's why I grabbed his lips in front of a whole pub of people and chopped his lips off in front of a whole lot of pub of people. You know, it didn't come right off, but he cut his lips right open and flapping. Them. Anybody's looking for a friend and a companion, <laughs> <laughs> someone to talk to. <laughs> what was the aftermath of that? Uh, well, basically, well, that's the one I was getting the 14 year IPP for because uh, they see the CCTV footage, mm. and uh, the judge said like it was sadistic the way I grabbed his lips and cut it. You know, mm. they, they said it wasn't just violence, it was sadistic. Like, you was laughing when you was doing it. Mm. And that was on camera, me going, <laughs> <laughs> So that didn't really look good to the jury, do you know what I mean? Could they hear what he said on the video? No, it's oh. just like, you know, it's on Can a traffic chairs? light camera, you know? Can we change chair? <laughs> <laughs> I can still get you from over there. I'm not surprised. I'm shitting myself. He's got a blade in his shoe. Oh my! So yeah, there was that, and so that's what I was getting a 14 year IPP for. How did they actually arrest you for that? I ran off from the scene because I was running back to my house. I threw the knife. Uh, and there was a CID car parked right at that traffic light. No. Yeah, right out of traffic light. I said, watch me do it. 
They said, so you throw the knife? Yeah, they saw me throw the knife. Oh. Yeah, and they, they'd rug me, tackles me on the floor. We had a big fight. But I just, um, I just, I was a tree surgeon then. And I oh, fell out of a tree. And I, I had an operation on my back. I got a plastic spine and disc and vertebrae. What? First one in the country to have it. It's got two little springs in it. Oh. And uh, I just had the operation. So, like, trying to run with yes. the operation. Then he rugged me, tackled me. I went, oh, be back, be back. <laughs> he went, he ain't hard, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know. Come on, come on. Oh, mate. He was kneeling me in the back. Give me the thing. He went, the back, was it? Yeah. Well, the old days, old Bill, old Bill. Mate. Yeah, so I got nicked for that. And, and that's when my little boy was one. Mm. And, and that's when he come up to the prison. And... Uh, be quite honest, it was that day that changed my life, Sean, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Because what I, what I did is, yeah, um, obviously I've gone up uh, for the trial, we found guilty. Um, the judge then was an acting QC judge, uh, a woman, and she said, Mr. Elliot, I'm going to write a note. I'm going on holiday. I want to be here to sentence you because you are getting 14 year IPP. She said, Take that note, all right? That's what I'm giving you. I'm even writing a letter to the judge to say, oh, I want to sentence you. So uh, I was there and I was thinking, wow, man, I'm going like, to... Just, just to clarify then for people watching, that means you've got to serve anywhere from 14 to 99 years. Yes. IPP, yeah. there's like I'd a have done at least 30 year years. So yeah. I'd have done about 30 years. Um, so I was thinking my son's going to be grown up. Uh, that's my life done. You know, I was thinking for what? You know, because I couldn't... Pride, basically. Um, so, uh, I come back from that trial, I went in sentencing and I went to the scrubs and I was on D-wing I'll never forget it, it was pissing down with rain, sorry, really raining and, uh, dark clouds and they put me on D-wing in the dungeon cells, uh, at the beginning of D-wing and I had nothing. I walked in the cell and it was just, uh, blankets, the chair and stuff and just a Bible It was open on the table. And no word of lie, I know this people might, I've, not, I've never believed in God or anything like that. I've just obviously done what I've done. But um, at that time, and I mean, when I say dark black clouds with like rain that comes down, like you've, yeah, you know, yeah. peeing rain, cats, dogs, all of a sudden, just out of this one cloud, a beam of light come through the cloud, come through the cell window, hit the Bible. Right? And I looked at the Bible. Welcome to the light. Hallelujah. And like last year, I never believed in anything. And it was just trying to. It was just. We know he's not. We're talking about a Bible and the light coming from the ceiling. But it's shown on this page, and on the page that it lit up, it said, Ask and you will receive. And I what thought, second? it said, ask and you will receive. That's what it lit up on the page. What you asked for? So, well, I'll tell you exactly what I asked for. I said, if you give me back home right? to my little boy, this isn't about me anymore. I'll give in. I, I, I've been a donut. I've, I, like, I'm not, not no one great. You know, I'm going to end up fucking my whole life up, yeah, spending yeah. the rest of my uh, life in prison like my old man and be a, you know, for what? I'm, I'm the biggest mug in the jail. I ain't earned a tenner. You know, yeah, yeah. I haven't earned a tenner. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... I'm the biggest dickhead in the jail because I'm in there for not well, even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was in there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just said, look, I have my hands up. I said, if you're up there, if there's anything up there, like you're showing me a beam of light to the Bible, if there's anything up there, I'd, like, I've never believed or anything like that, I'll give in. If you take me back to my son, 
or you get me, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how, whatever. If you stop me getting this IPP sentence, get me back to my son, mm. I promise I'll change my life about. And um, when I went back, uh, there was a different judge there. And he was an old guy and uh, he'd read this woman's note and he said, Mr. Elliot, can you stand up, please? I said, yeah. He said, Mr. Elliot, I've been a judge over 40 years. He said, uh, I'm coming from a QC judge, not, not, not uh, a status matters, but uh, the way she's put in this letter, how she wants to sentence you and uh, what she thinks of you and blah, blah, blah. I think it's quite biased against oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Touch me. I think it's quite biased against you. I can see you've got a family life, you work, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he said, look, I'm going to sentence you. I'm quite capable of sentencing you. I've been a judge for over 40 years and I don't think what this judge wants to do to you is correct. 14 year IPP. She said, uh, he said, even murderers don't get that. Um, so you give me the 14, uh, 10 plus a four years extended license. Okay. So it's an EPP sentence. Which means what? Extended license. So you got to serve half of the 10. Send, serve half of the 10, but you have to put an extra yeah, four years license on top. Gotcha. So it, if I had a five-year license because I've done five out of a 10, yeah, come out and do a five-year license. Another four on top of that means nine. I'm just finishing it now. Gotcha. I think it's important for people out there listening, when he talks about the judge, sometimes you can have a result. Now, when I was in the old mm. Bailey, and they were calling me a hitman for a certain group of gentlemen. And when you go to Bailey, I don't when you go call, you do think it's all over, don't you? Mm. But like him, I was lucky because the first judge who did the case went and then I had a stand-in judge. Yeah. And so even though I had the gun and everything, blah, blah, blah. That, they see it with a different pair yeah, of eyes. Yeah, and, and we got a year, yeah. I mean, like, you know, 96, a year with a yeah. gun. I'm like, mate. But the only problem is, I don't really, you can't, I don't, what court was you in? Isleworth Crown Court. Yeah, you know, you can't, in the old Bailey, because everyone's getting big sentences, you can't go down and celebrate. You, no, you, what you cut because some people got big birds, but yeah, yeah, it's mad what a standing judge can do in it. It's just yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's mad. And what else had happened in the court? Um, one of my mates was in the prison cell uh, with me. I mean, it was just me and him banged up. And uh, they'd sent him to the wrong court and told his girlfriend another court. Okay. So she was bringing him all these clothes and that. So he's gone off the nut because they won't let him phone her and okay. say not to come. And they're going, no, you ain't phoning no one and all that. So now she's going to go all that way for nothing with a oh, baby, yeah? yeah? yeah so he's yeah. going off the nut. Um, so <laughs> what he's done is start setting a light to the cell we're in <laughs> with newspaper, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the cell doors aren't open. He's no. going nuts. So they're coming in with shields, <laughs> right? He's gone crash, knocked one of them spark oh. out. But they're, like, there's a gate to the cells, yeah? And then the cell doors, yeah, right? Yeah. And the geezer that's come in, he's knocked him out, but the other two have run out and locked the gate, right? <laughs> so now they're shitting themselves. They're going, to, like, don't hurt him, don't kill him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because he's it, it <laughs> getting Oh, listen, I think this is all I need, yeah? Oh. So there's a fire going off, right? I've had to, drag, I've had to drag the screw by the scuff of the neck up to the gate, open the gate, shove him out. They're passing me the fire hose, right? I've to go and put the fire out. They call me Fireman so Sam. <laughs> so I'm putting this fire out. I'm going to beat you off on that, mate. What's the matter with that? <laughs> put this fire out. And uh, then they've come in with the shields, didn't they? Because they've got white police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've, uh, they've, they've got their shields. They're kind of running in, but he's got crash, 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 crash. Broke one of the shields. <laughs> oh, mate, this guy's like a fight. Wow. He's an OB from Scrubs with a, a like, mixed race B. He's quite stocky. <laughs> oh, you will know him anyway. But anyway, yeah, so this guy could have a fight, oh. but he was a powerful, powerful so you boy. Saw you saw know? 14 years again. 
<laughs> I'm thinking I'm getting 18. Got FBP. So anyway, um, the police have come in, the fire brigade have come in, they shut the court down. Okay. Yeah, they shut the whole court down. They've carried this geezer out on top of the shields, all, all, all based up. They've carried him out. He's going, just be my bird, Lee. Just be my bird. That's all he was worried about. Oh. So they took him out. They put us in uh, in the opposite cells, uh, and it, with women's cells. And so we're talking to all birds from Holloway and all that. Hello, kiss your number, up, <laughs> And uh, then when I went up to court for sentencing, that had obviously been written down. Uh, and, and the judge went, listen, if you're quite capable of saving one of my staff's life... Oh, brilliant. ...and, and putting out brilliant. a fire... Touch. Yeah, he Gags. said, that's what's just got you uh, no IPP today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's what saved... And I, I swear to God, really? if, that's God if that ain't God wow. sent, yeah. wow. I don't know what is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, not only that, my missus is a clairvoyant, or was my ex-missus a clairvoyant. Right? She had her own shop and she used to do all the stars and stuff like that. And I've never believed in any of that stuff, to be quite honest. But she kept telling my brief, he's only going to do three years. And this is when the woman's saying he's getting 14 year oh, RPP. Yeah. So now my barrister's going, listen, you're deluded. You can't be, you can't be saying that to him. Why did she went out with you? Why did she out with you? She had to be, didn't she? You know. Um, she, she, she was going, no, he's only going to do three years. And she was, he was going to her, my solicitor was going to her, listen, if you, keep, if you say that to him, you're going to send him insane. You don't understand. He's just about to get 14 year IPP and you're telling him he's going to do three years. Well, you can't do that to him. But she was adamant. And uh, what happened is I went back to prison. I was a um, B cat and I'd become an A cat then. I was going to, um, was it Swellside? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they was all asking me if I was all right with, with the te uh, 14 and 10 or whatever. And uh, I was going, yeah, well, at least it's not IPP. I've got a release date. I'm over the moon. I'm getting back to my little boy. I like, so I mean, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so one of the, I was number one on the survey on the E-Wing and uh, the screws called me into the office. He said, Elliot, come in the office a minute. Now, I know what the judge said, okay? Yeah, yeah. On, even the secure uh, call that dragged me down said, you happy yeah. with 10 uh, plus four? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know what I got. Uh, but when they looked on the computer, it said Reception, six yeah. years plus four makes 10. Huh? <laughs> I'm going, hold on, what's going on here? I'm going, what's going on here? So I bugged my girlfriend at the time. I said, you better come and visit. I need to talk to you really urgently. So she came up and I said, listen, they're saying I've only got six plus four now. Like, you know what I got, right? She was going, yeah, you got 14. I said, like, I've got to do 10 plus a four extended, right? She said, yeah. She said, well, they're telling me I've got six plus four makes 10. Yeah, she went, no, that's not right. She said, but at least you know you're going to do three years now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what I've done for you. Wow. Yeah. That's exactly amazing. what I've done. Yeah. And they lowered my category. And I went to a different prison to the one I was supposed to be going to. And she told me what prison I was going to be in next to an airfield. I was in the mount next to an airfield. Yeah. She could have told you about the pilot. She didn't tell me it was going to finish when I come home. <laughs> Dear John, she weren't that deluded. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, best three months of my life. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I uh, whilst I was in there, you know, I, I got that sentence and I made the most of it. I'd done over sixteen courses. I've become a gas engineer. Uh, I've done plumbing courses. I've done all my uh, maths, English, science. Um, 
Oh, to do with the computers, you know, I've done all that sort of stuff and I've got myself a job, got my driving license and I've set up my own business. Uh, I've got my own gas business and stuff. Turned like his life around. Yeah, I suppose. But that, I, I promise you, it was just seeing them kids' faces, to be quite honest, seeing the pain and hurt that I'd caused. Um, not only to my kids, oh, but yeah. to, to the victims, I suppose, and their families as well. No. Although I didn't like <laughs> the victim at the time, but it's still his sister had to watch that. Just in case you're wondering why I look like I've just walked out of Snatch. <laughs> I'll tell you why he's a millionaire. He's got no heating in the effing studio. They keep putting glass on behind the big Ex millionaire. Oh, oh mate. mate you want to see his, stu his studio lot? They, they got ski jackets on and everything. <laughs> I thought they were wearing headphones. They had their earmuffs. They got earmuffs on. Oh, mate, it's freezing in here like that. He's only doing that because he's white. Oh. They wonder why I wear gloves, the viewers. Yeah. Gloves. I thought so, it was going to con lecce. <laughs> we'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as I say, Sean, uh, I, I ain't a gangster. I've never been a gangster. My no. dad was my dad was a serious uh, gangster back in the day. Yeah, we don't do um, and I don't like the word gangster yeah, anyway, to be quite right. honest. Uh, villains. Um, if we say gangster, let me explain something here because people get confused. When we say gangster, like what we mean is for us personally, so if you're in science or, or you're into whatever, you're a bricklayer, whatever, you're the top of your trade. That's when we say gangster. We say you're a G, you're a gangster, top of the trade, top of the game. We don't mean it in the gangsters like going around causing problems, taking people's things. You know, we're, we're not on that tip. You understand? So when we say gangster, we. It means, gee, like you've done well, and we're yeah. praising you. Not, 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 not the other gangster. So. Yeah, and I, I, have I done bad things? Yeah, have I gone to the extremes that most everyday people wouldn't go to? Yeah, I have. At uh, one of these prisons, there was a reception orderly mm. that was a bit behaving a bit peculiar. Yeah, there was a very, very peculiar reception orderly uh, when I got to DCAT. You're joking? Um, no, honestly, there was this guy. Well, you must do. It was you. Oh, my God. It was That's you. the only problem when you have different personalities living inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Who are we today? I haven't decided yet. You haven't decided but, yet. But, uh, it's fine. No, but when you live with three different people and they all live together, it's, it's murder. You don't know who met who and who went where and what's to do. Sorry. Yeah, so I, I met Mr. Fish in uh, DCAT in Spring Hill Prison. This is at the end of the sentence. And uh, first day of my life. Drop <laughs> 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 me out! Drop me out! I don't even know him! I'll tell you what. This is how we met! Back uh, in prison, can you believe it? <laughs> oh, sorry for swearing. Before I didn't want to go social services. As soon as ah! I met him, I was running there. <laughs> no, but uh, we've Do become you ever meet good friends. In the end, when you've known him that long, you're absolutely gutted. <laughs> 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 but we've been good friends for a long time. Run, run it, run it down the story. Uh, okay, so yeah, I've gone to the uh, prison <laughs> and uh, my youngest boy, uh, Mason, he's he's mum. Go on, Mason. The one who said I was going to get three years. And this was on Georgina. that scene. Georgia. Big yeah. shout. Big shout out to Georgia. Love her. And uh, she'd come with me and she'd drop me off to the prison and uh, 
having a kiss and a cuddle outside the car. There's a bit of time to waste before we get processed. Said, the only thing they weren't doing was taking off their clothes, the kid and the cuddle. They, were, they, they might as well have been dogging. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Oh, oh, if I was straight, believe me, I'd have been... Oh, God. Oh, honestly, I'm good at what I do. What can I say? <laughs> I learned that off my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call him George Clooney. So like he's like his dad's called George. I call him George Clooney. At this point the Americans are wondering, what is dogging, Mr. Fish? What's Mr. Fish talking about? It's having sex in cars in public places. See? He knows all about it. And so do you. So don't start trying to get all that one. I'll see you at BMW the other week. Outside Clapham Common. We're all, we're all, we're all the old fatness are. I'll see it, mate. Fucking hell. You're another one up to no good in the bushes. <laughs> Look at me like that. I noticed there's no denial. No, no denial. No, 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 no. That's a river in Egypt, isn't it? <laughs> What about that, 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 what was that thing he bought on our podcast, that sex toy? I can't believe a man would stoop oh, no. so low. Oh, <laughs> I, was I thought horrified. it was a mobile phone. That's, that's I was on the table. <gasps> that was on the table. Oh. <laughs> so anyway. I'll, put, I'll put a link in for the podcast to which Mr. Fish is referencing. Where oh. I was you do not Mr. need to see it. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I've, I've, listen, I only came here today because it was Lee. I just promise I've never talked to him again. I Great can't dancing. Believe. You should see the dancing in this one. I cannot yeah, believe what he brought bust to that out show. Oh, properly. Disgusting. Oh, and well. then he was telling me about this and that and not using condoms. I swear. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I've I, 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 I never been at such a low point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, no, no denial. No denial. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, so, uh, we're on. having a kiss and a cuddle, and uh, all of a sudden, this black guy has put his head around the corner. And, but it's not in a normal way someone would just have a look at someone like that. <laughs> you know, with the big eyes, and they're going cross eyed. And, and I'm looking over, and I thought, what's this guy doing? Like, is it like a proper nutcase? <laughs> And, uh, like that, like yeah. yeah, and I thought, like, what's, what's, what's going on, you know? Bearing in mind, right, it's now five o'clock, okay? We're in Spring Hill. Hello, all the Spring Hill boys. Hey. Big up the Spring Hill boys, yeah? We now have, it's five, five o'clock near tea time. I've now got to get him on the induction. I've now got to get his name, his senior. I've got to show him around the nick. I have to go, mate, come on, mate. It's five o'clock. We've got dinner to get through. And he's sitting there. <laughs> I don't know the I, regime I, yet. I, 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 I love you, babe. I love you, babe. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, so, you know, I was, I was making sure she'd come back next week. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> mate, thank F. Oh, mate. Yeah, so he's looking around the corner and I said to my missus. I'm not looking around the corner. I'm just looking straight at him, standing in front of him. Like, are you going to come today, mate, or are we coming tomorrow? But you got to understand, I don't know who you are. I'm married if you don't know who you are. Yeah, it does matter. Oh, All right? Because I wanted to kill you. I thought, who's this kid looking at me and my missus bleeding stocking for? We've, we've made cross Mate, eyes. It weren't even good sex. You know what I mean? It was the worst fucking blue moon I've ever bloody seen. Oh, dear. <laughs> so I thought, oh, God, I ain't going to have fights as I walk in this place. And like, this geezer staring at me. So I've gone into reception and, uh, as you all know, Mr. Fish has walked in and, Hello, mate. And I thought, oh, oh. And he said, I'm the Dutch Nordly. I've got to show you around the prison. I went, oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, not only has he been staring, he's got to show me around the prison. Um, so we got talking and uh, 
found out that we knew same same similar people and from the same area and uh, got on really well. Do you know well. what? I interrupt you. I would just like to say and dedicate this podcast. Now we're talking about Spring Hill to uh, Grant Atkinson. Yeah, Grant Atkins. Rest and in peace, Grant. Mate. I'm going to make sure your son sees this and. Uh, Grant was a brilliant man. Yeah, I Grant, loved Grant. Grant one Grant, of our friends, yeah, Grant, good friends. Grant, 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 Grant was a big, gentle giant. And he was reception. Was he before me or after? Before me. Before you, yeah. Yeah, and um, he was the most brilliant guy. He, You know, he, he'd always take you, he, you know, in, in Spring Hill, we'd have um, van drivers that took the boys out to work. And he'd always look after the boys and take them at McDonald's. And he'd, he'd go the extra mile, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he uh-huh. died in at such a young age. And um, mm. I'd just like to say it on here now, like Grant and your son and your family. God bless send, your family. Yeah, we send our wishes. And also Baron. <laughs> Baron Noonan. Baron Noonan. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Baron Noonan, without you, son. I mean, our bird. We were the three amigos yeah. in there, weren't we? Yeah. Me, you our, and Baron Our bird, without Baron Noonan, we, we would have been nothing. And Baron is one of the most intellectual Guys, you wish to meet on the universe. Very clever man, and I love you always. He's in the craze book and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, he's he's he, he, if you think we're gangsters, you speak to Mr. Noonan. He makes us look like a walk around the park. Trust me. And he well, don't that, even need to try. Yeah, oh, oh, and that's what I'm saying with a lot of these people. We we got loads of guys that we can podcast, but <laughs> they don't want to come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there you go. I, I, you know, I can understand the really. It's, it's yeah. just some scary shit. I mean, his dad, George, George hates it. I mean, I mean, his dad. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, oh, but you got to understand about these old time gangsters. Yeah. One, they won't go nowhere unless they're being paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> How much is in it for me? Oh, <laughs> yeah, even, they won't go nowhere unless he's being paid. For me, like, I, listen, unless Bobby Kasanga got hold of me and said, "Look, I want to do a thing because you're black and gay in prison," I'm gonna come on. Uh, podcast and started my own channel and met you and I, mm. I mean, I've done that and where we're from we sit in the hole we don't come out and, and, and put ourselves in the limelight put ourselves it's not what it's about but we got into it didn't we suddenly realising well it's not about us we always wanted to reach a stage where we could help people Sean and you know so through our stories and what he's saying now and the same with Sean you know we don't promote and I had to lie we don't promote crime. We don't promote uh, drugs. We don't promote prison. You have to understand, we're just telling you the avenues that we went down in life and what where those avenues took us. That's all. We're not, yeah. we're not asking anyone to copy us. We're not asking, we don't want anyone to copy us. We're just telling you and hoping you can have a laugh. And through our intellectualism and our humor and fun, you can learn... For, you know yourselves and, and, and teach yourself. Well, it is because yeah. everyday people don't do the same stuff we do in life. Like I've done things that well, most people wouldn't even dream no, of. I doing. wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I mean, we are everyday people, and and there are for the adrenaline rush, though. No. Well, we are adrenaline, but what I'm saying is, I mean, there are people like you know we all come on these podcasts, every one of us, but there are some people that don't come podcasts who are absolute loons. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. You know, you remember there were people in prison doing natural life. Natural life. And we're moaning about IPB 99 years. They're doing, they're never coming out again. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and they're everyday people. Show me one person, really, who's on a podcast, sitting in this room, who's not an everyday, we're just everyday people. Just that we, 
led different lives, isn't it? What about James? James, James isn't even a person. James looks like he's come <laughs> down and uh, he's came down and he's met human beings on the planet, lovely human interaction, and stayed. And um, he's now learned English. He's done very well. Uh, you should, can you show the camera to James and we can get a picture? James, come on, come on, James. James, come and say hello, James. Stop being there. Come and say hello, James. Come on. Come so, on, James. James is the man that, you know, have you ever wondered how Sean... Keeps his shirt. Come here, James. This is the man behind the camera. This would not be possible without James and Joe. This is the man behind the camera that you never see. <laughs> and he is the most politest, kindest, is. and I'll tell you what, his knowledge and wisdom said, he's still an alien, so if anybody <laughs> doesn't believe in extraterrestrials, here he is. They wear glasses. They've got lovely hair, and they look like got funny smiles. He's on trial at the minute for looking <laughs> a thousand camera lenses. <laughs> Thanks, James. Gangster. And the other one, come on, Joe. Don't try to escape. Joe, for no, leave the, leave them on. Please leave them on. He's got a cable. He's got a cable. Wait, no, I love Joe because Joe. <laughs> and I just want you. To, I just want you to see. Come on, Joe. So there are two extra terrestrials. This is Joe, and Joe is also yeah. He's Sean's backer. Another extraterrestrial. And notice he's wearing the coat like me, yeah. freezing fucking cold because that type peanut won't pay the electricity bill. And that, let me just say there, James. This is why James. This is why James is wearing. This, this is what that's got. It's not this, much. Look, it's pissed all over. Me. That's it. He's got drunk radiators. Drunk radiators. That's what they. A millionaire, and we're surrounded. With this, it pisses all over you. And that, come here, and you're wondering why he's dressed like that. Mate, off his neck. Stop saying that. That's a pound stretcher, isn't it? my life. And these two guys. The reason I show you them two guys because, I mean, it's Lee's show. I rent the studio. I have no control over the heating. The reason I show you them two guys because. Sean does loads and loads of ah, <laughs> phenomenal amounts of podcasts in South Liverpool and all the rest of it. And, and I think it's just, it's nice for you lot to see the people that put the hard work and the energy yeah, that make his definitely. life successful. And um, they're really nice guys. Because they're person. the ones that do all the work, really. <laughs> Sean just sits there in his new suit looking good. Look, pair of gloves on and all that. you are. you Like a bomb villain. I only pay because if he ain't, me and Lee are looking for two cameramen in the studio. No fingerprints. No fingerprints, no crime. Oh, God. Yeah, no. So I just wanted you to, that is why I look like I'm out. So you arrive in the prison, you meet the orderly. What happens next? Meet the old leader, and uh, he says, "Right, come on, I'm going to show you to uh, where you're going to be staying." Uh, and as we walk round the corner, uh, he says, "What? Well, staying on the stage?" He says, "Wait, no, hold on, you got this wrong last time. <laughs> I, I, I've had about nine 900- hundred chance to correct. Yeah, no, we had about nine hundred <laughs> people me ringing me up in Spring Hill. It wasn't a big package. It was a white fella. Oh, is it the white fella? Jamie Rokins, this one's for you, kid, because. You told me to pull him up, I pulled him. And what happened, well, I'm going to tell the story because this guy said that. What happened was, it was a bit of a blur. Jamie Rogan <laughs> came to me and Jamie was his first time in Nick. And Jamie said to me, Fish, what happened was, I always take him under my wing. We got training, me and Jamie. And uh, great, great pal. And what happened, Jamie said, oh, Fish, this guy's beating up my, my cell, mate. I said, for what? He goes, oh, something to do over spice or something like that, yeah? So what he'd done, I'm, I'm, I'm 58 now, 59, and Crash, 
this guy was 50 odd, 60 odd. And this white guy was an Irish lad, about 30. I thought he was 35, 40. He had smashed, smashed him up. And the guy had a broken nose and two black eyes. And I thought, no, no, you're taking the piss. But because I, you know, I can't really get involved in something which is. Uh, so anyway, what's happened is I've gone down and I've seen the screws. I said, listen, you see what's happened to the old fella up there, yeah? I said, you've done nothing about it, yeah? I said, I'll tell you what, you're sending out a message that people can hurt old people in Nick and get away with it. So I said, either you sort it or we sort it. It's not an issue. So I've come out the gym now and I'm going back and in Spring Hill, we're all out there. It's an open Nick, so all the boys congregate outside. This is and, when we walk back. Yeah, because yeah. I was you, yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. walking back with him. And I see the guy, the guy who bashed up the old man, talking to the old man, but he's right putting it on him. So I'm deaf. Yeah, you might not know, but I'm actually deaf. And what happened was crash. I said to, to Jamie, oh, what, is he still putting it on him? And the guy heard me. I didn't mean from the heart. So the guy now, do you know what? I don't mind anything you do, yeah? I'm a fair man. But when you come to me like that, yeah? And got me like that. <laughs> yeah. Mate. <laughs> Who the f are you talking to? Are, are you on crack? I've just gone crash. Oh, mate. I, I've written. It was one of the best ones, though. It was a proper <laughs> clean no, no, dig, and he was out no, for the count. And no. that was my first. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Let me finish the story. <laughs> so I've gone crash. Now, remember, I'm thinking this guy's 35, 40, picking on this old man, bullying him. Right? So as I've hit this guy, he stood there for one minute, and then he's just gone <laughs> crash like a log. Yeah. And I went, you, see, you, blah, 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 picking on old Ellers. I'm an old fella. I'm 55. Five, come on, pick on me, you loon. And the geezer went, You don't understand. I'm like, What? I'm 50 as well. <laughs> <laughs> First introduction of fish. Oh, mate, you couldn't have made it up, could you? No, you couldn't have made it up. I mean, he, was still, he was still a bloody cunt. Yeah. Mate, job, when you're first job, walking job. in a prison and you oh. haven't met a character like Mr. Fish before and uh, you walk in and then the first thing he does is knocking someone out and I'm like, come on, I'll show you where your cell is now. And you're just looking around. He's just like, the joke is that really just, just happened? You're or? supposed to actually get kicked out for fighting, but the, what the hell, well, he was a bully cunt and I'd already said this, because if you don't, so I, that's what's that, because... You know, it's a liberty. You know what I mean? You're going to beat up like something. And the geezer could harmlessly. The geezer, two black eyes. Yeah, he was an, an old fellow. He was a, getting bullied, yeah. basically. Do you know what I mean? He's just putting it on his fuck off. Don't bully us. Like, we, we, we like the uh, underdog, you know? We like we like the people that can't defend themselves or, or yeah. you know? We, we look after them because why should people just take liberties with mm. people that can't, yeah. yeah, you know, defend themselves or, or whatnot. You know, yeah. we're not saying we're the hardest people in the world. There's many older people out there on us, but we're not hard. But we, we, just we fight we for do. injustice. We fight for, do you know what I mean? We're, we're, we, we've learnt the old school rules. We've learnt the old, old school morals. Listen, it's not we fight for justice. There are many things we've done. What it is, it's just that you get your pals and your mates and we all congregate. And sometimes, you know what I mean, if people are bullying them or hurting them with that, you know, then we step in, do you know what I mean? And um, 
Yeah, I've always been like that in the kitchen. If someone does something, someone I take them down the off care. If someone does, I've always patched them. I've always done that. That's just, just yeah. part of our. That's who we just, are. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're nice people. We just uh, we just don't like being mugged off or crossed by anyone. You know, no, no, I'm, I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> That's him, yeah. I don't mind being my dog. I don't mind being cross. <laughs> yeah. abiding citizen. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not looking at 14 years. I'd be big. <laughs> I don't mind being mugged off or cross. Okay. Or didn't back then, should we say. Uh, yeah. All we do is defend ourselves when we have to do it and treat people with respect. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's it. I'm... Yeah, I'm fed up with it. I don't know, Sean. You know, we've always fed up people. People say this on YouTube and that on YouTube. Sticks and stones. Yeah. Yeah, Sticks and stones. Can't break up, my Names can't hurt me. Sticks and stones. Can't break my mother. Names can't hurt me. Sticks and stones. Can't break my mother. They can't hurt me. Sticks and stones. London's craziest gangster right now. Okay, now. What was the other song you did in the last podcast? What? You did a song in the last podcast. You had a noise that you made. Oh, what, Piddly Widdly Widdly You ain't remember that. I think I put that in the chart. Oh, you ain't seen my other podcast where I put my record on, have you? I've got a record. Oh, no, yes. I've got a record. Tell them what it's called. We Know You're Sexy. I didn't want <laughs> We Know You're Sexy. Oh, I think he was writing it about me, I've got to be honest. <laughs> soul and love, sex and fire, brilliance, happiness, love and desire, screaming a dream, burning the mare. Love is in the mind and love is in the air. Cause I know I'm sexy. <laughs> we know you're sexy. We know you're sexy. We know ya. We know ya. We know you're sexy. <laughs> Every day I look in the mirror looking at my face. I look a while and begin to smile. Cause I got class and I got star. Cause I know I'm sexy. We know you're sexy. We know you're sexy. We know ya. We know ya. We Watch know you're out. Top of the flops. Here we go. It's oh, coming. It's coming soon. I just need a publisher and a producer. It's <laughs> <laughs> coming soon. So you get to yourself. <laughs> What happens next? Oh, oh wow. Well, we get so so. He thinks he's in the member of the scientific world. No, he's trying out THB and FBI and all that, man. He's like, look at me laughing. Go on, crack on. No, oh. so, me and, I think we just had a party in there, first, didn't we, mate? We just Listen. had a. We had a party, we just... Had a big beatbox, didn't I? Yeah. Mate. We overtook the prison, yeah, we come. stood on dinner mate. tables, mate. getting the prisoners to yeah. up. Oh, come on! Listen, this is Bird, man. Listen, listen, this is... A... I was speaking about Bird the other day and someone was saying, oh, about white supremacy. Listen, I, I said it's my first, second home. He says, listen, listen, all I was trying to say to people is quite simple. Look, don't choose a game which is going to end up behind the wall. And then when you're behind the wall, start crying. And it doesn't work like that. You've got to know. You've got to accept. Yeah, you've got to know the consequences of your game and where those consequences are going to lead you. Otherwise, I've always said it to people. If you're not prepared to do bird, then come out the game because I, I don't understand. If you can't do the time, don't yeah, do the crime. It's I, the oldest saying I, in the I, book. I, right? I don't understand, like, I don't understand, like, What's the point of doing something if you're going to hate the, the downside? It's the cost of doing business. And even if they got you for something you've not done and you've got away with everything. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. You'll still have to accept. Yeah, it's not yeah. You're in the you game. Yeah. You're in yeah. the game. You know, but um, I just, it, so many people. I just like the walks of life, the people yeah. I meet. That's what I like. I like staunch people. I like people that. You'd have laughs with and maybe have conversations that you couldn't have with normal people, you know? Well, and uh, I just like, I like... You meet a lot of people like that. I like the respect. Yeah. No. I like I like the uh, camaraderie. I like, um, I like the way 
old gangsters, yeah. if you like, carry themselves. Okay. Yeah. And, and what the problem is, I always say to people, Joey Barnett, who was on your show, you know, Joey? Oh, yeah. yeah. He just sent me a message. Yes, Joey, gangster. He's coming up. He's no, coming no, back I on. Him today. He We're wants gonna... you to come on with him. Oh, my God. Joe, oh, Joe, Joe don't do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joey's a gangster. Joey, but um, what was, what was I just going to say? Like, what, what, what did you just hit off that point there? Sorry. What was I saying? So you were saying, <laughs> I was asking you about what happened when you got yeah, to your cell. No, 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 and okay, then you okay, said about the staunch yeah, no, people okay. and all it's that. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. What I was trying to say is, see, like, with us and me, I can come on these podcasts now because it's, it's over. But we're called the last of the dinosaurs. And our, our generation now, it's over. Like, like um, they're either too old now um, or they don't want to take the risk of going away from their families. And so for someone like us who's used to being around good people and staunch and those people, villains. The old school. It's lonely now. <laughs> it's very lonely. Um, it's funny when you give us a stage and a podcast to um, to tell our stories. But if we're not telling our stories here, where are you telling them? That's right. So it's very, very lonely. And a lot of them now... You know, they're all great, and it's, it's sad to see them now. It says a generation is an era that's dying, isn't it? I, yeah. That's why I feel my dad um, on my channel, um, Real London Gangsters, and it's, it's to captivate what they've done uh, and uh, who the, the people they are, the story of their lives before they're gone, you know, because there's only so much of that I can carry on uh, with my son, you know. Obviously, it's built into me, in, into my blood. Yeah the respect and stuff like that but it's only so much that fades away after generation after generation especially if you're not in the game no more and you're working and you well, that's what I do with Wildman he's got like over 100 videos on the channel so he lives on now in all the videos that we did yeah. together yeah and that's how it is yeah. you know um, I, I still like knowing the people that we know I still like going to the places that we go to and stuff like that and uh, it, it's, a, it's yeah. fun it's a fun exciting life don't get me wrong even though I, I'm I'm totally legal and I work and stuff for my money. Doesn't mean you can't still be in yeah. that circle, you know? It just means you've gone legit, that's all. And you've still got them people around you. And I just, yeah. I love the the real bona fide. Yeah, Shout out yeah. to all them boys that are still in prison. And, and not just that. It, it. You know, when you're around the old school, like I said, it's lonely. So when you're around the old school and you talk to them and that, it's good because you get your strength back, your power back, because yeah. you're not used to talking to people. And then people wonder why you sniff or take drink or take that. You, you, it's lonely out there. You're not with your own people. You're not with proper people. Do you know what I mean? People you could lay your life yeah, down with. Yeah, yeah, you basically. Know? And um, you know, for me, that's what I'm saying. It's, when, you know, people. I, I see sometimes on YouTube comments and people go, oh, "Why don't you work? Why don't you get a proper job?" And it always makes me laugh when people do that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day. Not everyone's life is so great. I mean, we didn't. It's not like you chose to go into that profession. Does that make sense to you, Sean? It's not like you know we it wasn't. It wasn't planned. We didn't go. Oh yeah, hi, we're going to be gangsters or villains tomorrow or getting. You go down routes in life, and there are very many. You might go ten different directions, and you choose one of them, and it's not really the one that you might be wanted to choose or be, but you, you carry on with it because survival. It, yeah, it, it's survival. You get comradeship. Um you you feel protected around in that circle. Yeah, you feel this, yeah. you know, you feel that's a circle that you belong. 
Because they're all the same as you. They think the same as that, you. No, no, not, not, not all. There are dark soldiers. Oh, dark, yeah, of course. Dark families, dark gangsters. They're very dark people. Some I mean? sick individuals. And out we, there. you know, sometimes you have to, you, you have to be a master <laughs> of the dark. individuals out no, there. You have to be a master of the dark to, to to deal with the dark. Does that make sense to you? It's like an old. There's like a trajectory here, isn't there, that you're talking about? Where the old school villains were the armed robbers, and they were highly respected. Yeah. But then the opportunity for the drug profits came along. Yeah. And then the dark comes, they either decided to join that or be dwarfed by that because those yeah. guys became. Had the wealth. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, but wait, wait, wait. It's a little bit different. You have to remember, <coughs> you have to remember with the old villain. You see, as I said to you in the podcast before, the government were very smart. The government realised how the um, old villains would recruit. And so they built Belmarsh and then they put all the villains there. So they cut off that that recruitment line. Does that make sense? Flying squad and all that. No, but the, yeah, but they cut off the recruitment line for gangsters, for villains to recruit people. And yeah, so. Yeah. And then the, when the villains all became imprisoned, barred, and the, the police managed to take control, then, like you just said, drugs became a money earner. But with that, with that becoming a money earner, what you also have to remember is the rules of the game went out the window. Do you understand? Like grassing yeah. and, 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 and all the rest of it all went out the window. And so that is why I saw... Um, a program once and a Peckham kid said, them old boy there, them have to pay someone to to, to, to get someone on there. But see us, we bun man for nothing. And I was like, that's where you've just made the biggest mistake of your life. Because if my boy was banging trouble here, or you were in trouble here, or anyone, anyone I know is in trouble, and it's life-threatening, then... We have to do what we got to do. Do you know what I mean? If it's our pals, our brother, my brothers, my family, we got to do what we got to do. It's not. And that's the difference. It's just having the balls. Yeah. It's just having the minerals to uh, go that way, to go that extra yeah. mile. You know, yeah. some people just wouldn't do that because that's not in their DNA. That's not in their makeup, if you like. Whereas we, you know, like, if we have to go yeah, there, yeah, we're yeah, prepared yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's as simple and that, as that. That's what I think the big difference is today. I, I think. I think a lot of people don't think about the consequences. That's what I think is a, is a massive drawback. And the second thing is, people are, are, are roped into it now. Like, you know, with us, when you used to have a gun, an armor would have the gun. And so, like, me and you had an argument, and, and, and you called me a silly bastard, and I've gone back to Lee, and Lee's got the armor with the guns. And I say to Lee, right, Lee, I want a fucking gun. That can. Oh, sorry, sorry. That so Sean Atwood, he told me this. I'm gonna blow his nuts off. I say no, fish. You're a very naughty boy. You can't have that gun. Why would you treat me in such a disrespect? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have the gun. You're shooting him for the wrong reasons. <laughs> what can I show him? Does he owe you money? What can yes. I show him? <laughs> <laughs> so. In that respect, it was... <laughs> sorry, sorry. But in that respect, <laughs> that is... <laughs> but in that, yeah, right, in that respect, yeah, that's what we're saying about about the game now. It's uh, the game, the game, it's a different... And you know what? None of us old school, none of, not you, me or Lee, I'm Joe and Joe, none, none of us can, we can't even put down this generation 
and you can't put down the way they are because each generation was looked down upon by the up generation before. And so if this is their time and this is what they've chosen is how their time's going to be, then we have to let them work it out just like we've had to work it out. You understand? Government policy's got a lot to do with it. Yeah, 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 Close yeah, down no, the youth no, centres, yeah, no, no, no. create an illegal listen, market in drugs. Listen, we're not show them all the ads where you no, got no, sure, sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. We're not. We 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 know that. But what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to tell you, I understand that, I, and I agree. I agree. But, yeah, but what, what I'm trying to tell you is, all us old villains and all these podcasts. Like we got to start interviewing a couple of young guys now because it's not. That's why I love Bobby Kasanga because he he gets them all on there. But it is. It's it's it's. What it is, is it's very sad for them now, you know, because... Look, if, if you look at it like this, yeah, right? On. If you look at it like this, a gangster to me, or a villain to me, is not what a person does, or not like a bank robber and stuff like that. It's not just about that. It was the way they all looked, okay? All in suits. It's the way the pub smelt when you walked into the pub. It's the it's way the that... It's the way the women respected their husbands. Yeah. And, and, and had that respect because everyone else had respect for them because they didn't take liberties with their own. They were just trying to survive. They were just trying to get out of what they was in, you know? And they'd be up singing in the pubs and, you know, nothing was done. Nothing was done um, that didn't need to be done. It wasn't done out of malicious. It wasn't done, like, to do with drugs and stuff like that. It was done because it had to be done, you know? That was, there were the rules of the game. everything's just scandalous. Yeah, and but, now everything's just gone to but pot. what I will say, yeah, because you know what? We, we missed the point, but I'm going to say, there were a lot of gangsters' wives that got hurt. There were a lot of gangsters that got hurt because when we grew up in them times, we grew up watching John Wayne movies and people slapping their wives and, and throwing them to the sea. It, you know, them days where the woman stayed at home and the geezers were, it, it wasn't, it wasn't meant, but not everybody who defined themselves as a villain. Listen, there were bad villains that it's hurt women, that villains. hurt kids. Let's not let's not glorify it. Like you know, just like just there are in color, forward, just like there was in yeah. color in it and race and in it, Sean. Like you've been, it's going to bad and everything. And it's human nature. Yeah, yeah, and it's just. At the end of the day, I'm just glad that I had kids. I, I'm glad that they yeah. were they were the reason that I got out of because uh, I could have been well in the game. I, I got to the limits where I could have done a long bird, on, you know, I was prepared to do anything the same as fish, you know. But um, uh, and not glamorizing or thinking anything that I'm not because I'm not. But um, it was just because what I got shown as a kid growing up underneath a gangster, a real gangster, if yeah. you like. Um, it's a lot to look up to. Villain, uh, George, I'm, villain, going, I'm yes. bringing back villain. Oh, villain, yeah, shall I say. And never uh, said uh, it was a lot to live up to, you know. People know who your dad is all around the place and, and there's a certain thing you've got to live up to, but that's never what I wanted. It wasn't who I was. I wasn't against. I, I How many years did you do inside in the end? I've done exactly the same amount as my dad, 14 years. All right, so you've told us one crazy story then from prison. What other crazy prison stories have you got? <laughs> How long you got? <laughs> yeah, got all night. I know what I just said, but the greatest thing, like George, is dad. And like all of them. You know what was great about us? We had this thing, respect. We didn't, like me, look, we don't go out of trouble. We don't bad mouth no one. We don't, but you know what? If you bring it, we're going to bring it back. That's what we're about. We're not, I'm not, I'm not interested in 
slagging you and slagging you. I'm not. I'm not in it. That's Andy. Get... You got to sit in the car with me on my own. I know. Just hope it's only sitting. But what I mean, yeah, is like you know, it's 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 about respecting it and having more and putting marching straight and grafting straight. You know it, is, it is. It is. I mean, is some it? people might say, yeah. "Why didn't you have respect for the public when you were doing what you're doing and stuff?" No, like no, but that. you but, do. But it's the life you're in. Yeah, but, uh, but old traditional villains, if you like, do have respect for the public. public. Yeah, they, they, I'm in public. Do we say how many yeah. times have I had to go out and got that phone call? I'm in trouble, you know. And this is what I was saying some other day, talking about oh, what you've done for people and all this. Hold on, stop. I've done loads of things with people. Half the people got their lives down to me, <laughs> and believed that and all. You know, come mate. But it's it's not something that we glorify. Are there any of those stories you can actually tell us? We got that call. Listen, at the end of the day, Sean, where it is. Uh, uh, although we tell our stories, there's certain parts of our yeah. lives that we don't tell because one, it incriminate others, it could incriminate ourselves, uh, and two, yeah, it's not, it's it's not, not anything to be proud of. Me. It's not anything to be proud of, and, yeah, and I'm quite it's... disgusted, to be quite honest, in some of the things that I've done. But we're here to tell, so kids of this next generation don't I'll copy tell you us. What, I have one, and it's fun. I'm going to tell this one. I sit and I'm going to call it. Over. Yeah, a mate of mine rang me, my pal. And he said, oh, Fish, this guy is uh, troubling him uh, in this nightclub and he's asked him not to come in and he's still coming in. So I said, all right, sweet. So anyway, I'll go to see the fella. And see, this is what I'm saying with you. I'm, I'm not about gangsterism and that. We're, we're nice people. And so I knock the door and the geezer comes out. Yeah. Like, What's that? What, 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 what? What's that? What, you, who are you? So I said, oh, no, Mr. Fish is my name. And I've just uh, come to have a friendly chat because my uncle owns the nightclub next door and you were troubling him and he's a bit scared and he's got cancer in the fan. I was just wondering if we could maybe call it a day or sort it out. And, um, you know, he said, what, what, you come for trouble? What, you come for trouble? He said, let me tell you something now, yeah, if you come for trouble, yeah. I know all men, all South London men. I know Brixton, man, Fortney, man, Crystal Palace, man. I think it was a cab driver. Don't it just hurt sometimes? Don't it just hurt? <laughs> and so Crash as your father. He said, so if you want trouble, tell me. I just bring it and I bring it back. I said, look, mate, I, I don't want trouble. And this is where I'm trying to say... <sighs> I, I'm look. I'm not telling you we're members of Psychopaths Anonymous. If you think, <laughs> if you think I'm a dealer, that's down to you. I, that's I, your that's yeah, your fault. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm being polite. If you think my being polite respect is is, is a, it's weakness, a weakness, that's that's down to you. I can't keep blowing my try and stay. I'm, I can't listen. Them days is over. Yeah, especially being an IPP. And so I said, look, mate, I, I haven't come in trouble. I just come to talk to you. I'm being respectful. He said. He went, yeah, good. I like a young black cockney speaking boy. So I said, all right, cool. So anyway, I went back to my pal. I said, look, mate, he's going to come back to you because he thinks I'm a dinner. I didn't know. And my mate, you know, and this is what I, my mate went, why, why, look, why don't you do something? And this is what I'm saying with you. People think when you make that phone call, and I've had to do many, many of these trips. People think when you make that phone call <laughs> that 
you're always going to go out there and use violence. It's, it's not about violence. It's about you, using you, your brain. You, you're about yeah. everything amicably, sensibly, and reasonably. We only go to fight when we're pushed to that last bit. Yeah. When there's no but other alternative. You also got to understand whatever you do to someone could be done to you. That's the first thing you got to understand. Yeah. Like, you, you know, if you think some man can't come back to you and hurt you, in the wrong game. So anyway, Crash was your father. Two weeks later, he rang my mate and he said, um, he went in there with a mum. He, he so he, he went back to my mate with a gun, put it in my mate's face, and my mate rang me, and uh, he told me. So I said, "All right, leave it to me." So anyway, my pal, what happened when we got a car? My pal, and we heard he was in, and we got loads of petrol, and all up the house, <laughs> and we said, "The house like that, really, the whole house," and um. They saw him coming out with his property and uh, all the family moved out and the whole house was all boarded up. But I did, uh, my pal did leave a note on the gate. What do you think the note said? Now you have to remember, he said, I know. We asked you politely. No, 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 no. no, no. You have to remember, he said, I, I know, know everyone. I know all man. You have to remember, he said, Crystal Palace man, Brixton man, Fortin Heath man. You don't said, know fish. No. no <laughs> Was that no, the note? No. You don't know a fireman. And you know, why are you looking like that? You two? Why are you looking like that? Listen, why has he got to go that fireman? I mean, look, look, at the end of the day, I didn't want to have to go there. It, it, you push me into it. Do you understand? There's so many dickheads out there. Last and last. It's not about being dickheads. It's... Some people don't always see what they're dealing with. Yeah, that's true. They judge a book by its cover. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. especially when you're polite and you're there, people mm -hmm. don't always see how far you can go. Yeah. You know, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. people don't understand. They, you know, I think they need to see the, look mm. i dress all like this now back mm. because i'm on a podcast and everything and i've started but i used to dress, but i like being a nobody i like being in silly traction and looking like a tramp and walking through and people not not being seen yeah, you know, not I, I don't that. like i'm only back like this now because that's how i used to be and i've retired from the game but this is the way we used to dress this is how we were always slick we always marched properly we always dressed crisp yeah i used to have a big fat cigar Hanging out. It's only because I can't find a vape big enough to hang out. <laughs> but yeah, do you understand? Yeah. And you know, when you talk about stories, I've got loads of stories I can tell you. Mm. You know, we, we had a, a, a prison officer in Belmont, and my mate, and my black mate came to me and he said to me, um, his brother was in Belmont. And so one day I, I I'm I'm boxing, I'm a good boxer in that. And the coach of the the coach of the boxing club. He says to me, he says to me, uh, Crash, he's not in my knee. I'm careful, careful, careful. <laughs> so, this is bad. It's all gone. This is history. This is, and what happened was, you know, like I said, I've known my power in the, the boxing coach for years, but he didn't know what I'd done. And one day I could see we're in the car and he's, I'm looking at him and I'm going, saying, oh, what's up, son? Right? And he's going, oh, no, nothing, nothing. And I'm in the car. I said, mate, what's up, son? And he says, oh, fish. I said, what? He goes, oh, my brother's in Belmar. So I went, yeah. And he went, and 
he's got a screw that he can get on the, on the, on the go. But in order to cement the deal, he's having a problem with this fella, and we need to go and sort the the, the problem out. So I looked at my uh, coach and I said, uh, "Don't you know what I do?" He went, "What?" I goes, "What you got?" So I went out there, and my mate's massive, two great big balaclavas. He's got a machete and all that now. All right, cool. So anyway, we've gone there now. We've got this block of fucking flat. We've got this fucking prison officer, and we, oh mate. So crash out of your father, fourteen floor. I go up there, yeah. And I said to this prison officer, do yourself a fucking favour. Sorry for swearing. You're don't right. hope you can get it out. I said, don't listen. I said, same what your dad said to him. Same what your dad said. Yeah, I said to him, yeah, the same thing what his old man said. I said, listen, mate. When that you know, we're fourteen for all that, yeah. Crash him. Just crash him. I'm I'm not in all this talk business, yeah. I'm not I'm not a talker. Let's just do what we gotta do. But as soon as you open the door, what are you doing my matter for? What are you doing my matter for? What are you doing my matter for? I mean, I'll get a crash now. All right, I pull all the phones out. And the bird was pregnant. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, you know, you, you know, you never hurt women and kids. It's just the law, in it? So, yeah. so we had to gently put it. And, you know, we got it sorted. And then I had to wait there because, you know, them two were dead 14 floors down. And someone could call the old bill because there's a commotion. And as I was waiting, they like, went, yeah, I'm going to do you. I went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, and then when we got back in the car, my, my mate said, the fish, what is it you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long car journey home, isn't it? He's a stylist. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I, think, I think when you go to prison, Sean, right, as you, uh, to, your, to your answer, okay, when you go to prison, if, you've, if you know about prison, like I did through my dad and through his friends and Fish does through his friends and stuff. Um, then you get you get to know how to um, deal with prison, right? So first for me was always getting on the survey. So I had my grub. Number one on the survey, always, as long as I had my grub and my training, I was sweet. That's all I worried about, yeah? yeah. And, uh, and it's a good job to have because you're out, you get your showers and stuff like that, okay? But then the screws get to know you. They get to know what you're about. They read your record and blah, blah, blah. And once they've seen you have a couple of fights and they know you're a bit tasty and stuff like that, then things can happen in there like nonces need to be taken care of and like people that have done bad things, you know, that need to be taken care of. And they come to the people like us, okay? Because we're... Right, not me. Because we're savvy. We're old school, you know? We don't treat the screws with disrespect. We go, all right, Gov, how you doing? Yeah, sweet. We just want an easy bit of bird, you know, and that's how, how it was when we was in there. And because they knew how who you was and, and but, things like that, they'd get to do stuff. I had a laugh because uh, Liam Ditchfield, <laughs> I'll never forget, he said my name was in his paperwork and um, he said I wrote a note saying his name and all that to the screws. And I had to laugh because, mate, <sighs> I could be doing 300 years by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man? It, it, you know what I'm saying? The grass is just not... <laughs> come on, mate. But it just shows you, like... Um, at first, I thought they'd set me up, and then I'm looking at it, I, I just think it's a crosswire because I took the guy down there. But it just shows you how you can 
how your name can be brought into situations totally. beyond your control. Do you know yes. what I mean? And, yeah. and, and 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 get out of hand. Yeah, there's upsides and downsides to both yeah, of this world. You know, so it's you, know? It, you have to be careful what you do and, and how you're going about it. But um You can't really go off what the guards write down either, can you? Sorry? No. Nah. You can't go off what the guards write down. They're just going to put it in there. Well, no, I try and, the try and the drop people the in it. And the put problem it in with the scenarios, I was saying, I mean, I said I was going to interview him, but everyone else from my brick, I don't bother. It's a waste of time. It's not worth it. It's damn. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the, the thing is, well, first you've got to ask, well, why would someone want to hurt you? And, and, and I'm not screwed. I'm not no better. Listen, in everything I've been, everyone always known. It's natural. Everyone knows the fish. If this kicks off, Someone's in need of attention. Sometimes the boys can't make that right decision. I will make that decision and go, all right, fuck it. Yeah, and I'm putting myself in because my name then goes in that paper. My name goes, I Andrew Brown brought him down. Remember, they first think I might have stabbed him. I might have done this. I might have done that. So my name always gets brought into it. But that's cool because I know I'm not doing nothing here. So we've always been like that. So, you know, for them to make that a crosswire like that. But as I said to you, the only reason I could even confront him instead because I knew it was storms. I knew it was proper but it, it just shows you the headaches that you go through and and, and, and you know if things do go wrong it, it, you can put you in a bad light do you know mm, what I'm saying yeah, yeah you, and you, but you have to take, to take it on the chin and go bang 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 you know what I mean as long as you know you're staunch and proper then that, 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 that's, that, that, that's what it's all about and anyone watching this nobody doubts you guys at all I do I doubt myself all the time <laughs> <laughs> one of the most common questions we get then from the viewers which you just touched on is what happens to sex offenders in the UK prison system? They get kettled. Which means what? It means you boil a kettle, you put hot sugar in it, you put sugar in it. No, no, hold on, hold on. No, 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 that's what they get, no, mate. No, no, no. He's, he's jumped the gun a little bit there. They do get that eventually. But he's, I thought when he said kettled, he was going to tell you what actually happens, which means if you're in 1-0, which is short for Wandsworth, and you're on A, B, C, D, and E, no, it's say E, there are five wings for normal people. When he said kettle, I thought he was going to talk about GH and K, which means they're all separated from the normal offenders and they're all put over there. And that kettle, that's what I thought he meant, kettle. Oh, kettle, like, like what you boil, yeah, yeah, yeah? that's after. But what I'm trying to show you, he asked what happens to them when you, they actually come in. Is that not what Yes. You, yes. And so they get kettled, so they're separated from the oh, rest yeah. of the problem. They go down the block or... Yeah. or on the numbers, isn't no, it? No, they go on the, on the numbers. GH and K, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're, so like how do the numbers. inmates get them then when they're out no, no, no. court and stuff? Yeah. So yeah. he just said, what happens is, okay, brilliant. Do you know what? Brilliant question. Fucking class. <laughs> okay, right. Now, you want to talk about the game? Here's the game. In the old days, yeah? Listen, Sean, Sean, him, Joe, we all in the game. Yeah. Not up north, New London, London, New South, South, New up London, London. Everyone knew everybody in the game. If you was anyone in the game, you knew everyone, yeah? So now, if I am coming down the road and, I, and I'm coming to London, yeah? And I say, Lee, Lee, I'm coming out to London, yeah, mate, they're shipping me out because I've chinned an officer. Sean would ring Lee and say, nah, Lee, he's coming up because he's a grass or he's a nonce or something. So we'd know. So by the time I got to Lee, Lee would cut, yeah, cut there and done. Yeah, you'd know. So you'd be ostracised. Even before you got through yeah, the door. Yeah, you'd be ostracised everything, yeah? So that's a brilliant question what you just And so now, what the headache is, nobody knows anyone anymore, yeah? 
to crash, a fella can come from here and tell you, like, he's got shipped down into this nick for this or, or whatever, that. yeah. But really, you're a nonce, you're a rapist or a sexist. Yeah. So you're mixing with the people. And then what you ask, that question, what happens to them, they get sugar and acid and all that in their face, okay? And they get burnt and they get hurt and they get stabbed. Yeah. They have to and surgically remove their clothing. And, and screws basically. and screws turn a, 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 a blind eye, okay? So screws tell us. Okay. Right, there's a man in there. He's just come in. He's yeah. done this to a so-and-so girl. We leave the door open. But you have to be careful. And the cameras the, are turned off. But you have to be careful when a screw tells you that. Because let me tell you now, yeah, sometimes a screw could have beef with that fella on the out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've done it, an innocent fella, weighed him right in, and now you're looking at fucking 16, yeah, 18, yeah, look, look for assault. Is that where the paperwork check comes in? But you've always no, got to, you've always listen, got to know exactly what they're in for. Let me explain about paper, and this is what I'm saying: the paperwork's a dodgy one. Yeah, yeah paperwork is a dodgy one. My name got in the paper. That's what I'm trying to show you. Yeah, but that was just some bullshit. No, 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 report, no, 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 wasn't it? Matter. You don't know. It doesn't Actual matter. Actual charges, it convictions. It, uh, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's different. That's what, what I'm about. saying is not not always paperwork can't wait to and paperwork make, make mistakes and paperwork say, paperwork's great and wonderful, but not everything that's in the paperwork is correct. And I remember when I've done braving and I've done silly. I've mate, I've seen them. How many times you go in there and the police have said something, and that's not right, and they've had to take it all out. Listen, you know when Yeah, yeah, the police can jack it anyone yeah, yeah, with yeah, anything. Yeah. 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 But listen, or someone gets convicted, it's headline news. Saying, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's when it's the headline news, and when you've yeah. got you've got certain officers on the wing, yeah, so you've got PO and SO and stuff like that. When you've got the top officer looking down on this person, yeah, yeah. Because they've got kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can see the disdain in their face when they're walking on the wing. Like, they don't even want to come but near them. But they're, but they're walking on the wing in a normal population. Yeah. That's why the prisoners yeah. have got them. You think you can hurt their kids, hurt their women, and now you're walking amongst them and nothing no. happening. Don't That's why like people that. get the fuck Don't happen like that. So was there any high-profile ones who came in? Yeah. Roy yeah. Whiting, uh, the one that killed the little girl. What's his name? He come from Brixton. They closed down the pedophile wing in Brixton. The comedian, man. We didn't one of him as far as The comedian. Oh. Comedian. Famous uh, one. Yeah. Uh, the artist. Oh, oh Rolf Harris. Harris. Yeah, Rolf Harris. Yeah, Rolf Harris as far as What are you talking about? But that Roy Whiting come from Brixton. They closed down the pedophile wing and they come to Scrubs. They put him on D-wing. And when I was uh, on the survey, uh, he killed them two little girls. Oh, that oh, guy! Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever he is. Was he like the caretaker or some yeah. shit? Was yeah, that's him. Yeah, oh, yeah. the caretaker. And uh, yeah. he he'd, uh, killed the little girl, or whatever. And uh, when I walked on the with the trolley, the survey trolley, what do you uh, no, I didn't meet him. He's on the wing. And the screw said to me, "If you shout for five minutes, let me speak." <laughs> but what he said, the screw I can't said, "Whatever." <laughs> No, that's really crushing. It don't shut up for really five minutes, me. does it? It's really crushed me and hurt. Right, me. listen. Um, <laughs> well, so the screws don't want you to shout out who's on the wing because they know it's going to cause murders, yeah? So what's the first thing I'll do? Why is on the wing, sir? <laughs> 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 he got stepped up that afternoon. It was brilliant. <laughs> that's what you have to do, isn't it? Yeah, How long got, did he last after that? He lasted 24 hours. He got stepped up that afternoon. Really? Yeah, after I shouted. Wow. What happened to Rolf Harris? He drew a picture, didn't he? He had a lot. His painting got better. His art got better. He had a, he had a lot more time to, to, to. What time is it anyway? We're fine. We're only thirty minutes in. 
get, get some prison stories out of you guys. Is he having a minutes He always thinks we're one of his like five-hour podcasts. He don't understand. We've got to get in a spaceship out there and go back to Venus. He doesn't understand. Huh? What, right. what about one last crazy prison story then? One last crazy... Okay, so the last time I went in, the first time uh, before I got um, on my second GBH, and I've walked onto me, and now... Because when we was there before, it was just uh, old inmates. The uh, juveniles were in Feltham and places like that. But what had happened, they had uh, lowered the age or something because the Feltham was too overcrowded and they started letting the, the youth in. So you've got all these young guys Ooh. in. Uh, they're all in gangs cause to protect themselves and whatnot. And uh, I walked to the scrubs. I got straight onto C-Wing. And I see a, a screw because sometimes there's a, always a screw there that's been there the whole since I was in Felton, like he's been there, you know, like, and now he's a, a governor and all this. And the, hello, Elliot, how you doing? I've gone, hello, governor. I've walked on the ring. As soon as I walk down the landing, straight away, and this is, I'm talking, as soon as you get in the prison, someone getting it straight in the neck, you know, just straight in the neck. And, it, and you see the blood pissing out, and I just think, welcome back to Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just got worse now because the youngsters, you know, the youngsters well, come out in gangs and they're, they're trying to. I've picked up and it's the stabbing. I got caught masturbating on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy on. prison story. Yeah, uh, I and, did uh, ask. Well, no, and uh, Craig, I was there. You know, you got the phone. Who was there. on the other end? <laughs> Sex line. Double entendre. His name was Pedro. Pedro. His name was Pedro. Which, well, which, <laughs> which I'll, end? I'll have you, I'll, I'll have you know. I'll have you know. We did have uh, m m mobile phones. Yeah. And you have porn. Yeah. And who's on the other end? And so we're smacking around. Oh, the man of your dick. Yeah. And Crash has your father. A fucking nice group, man. Oh, mate, that was oh, a nut. Let's not you don't want to hear the noise. But anyway, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't look so disgusting. We have to tell this story. <laughs> Do we really have to? So, anyway, what happened was they come in there, but they grabbed the phone. I'm laughing, knowing I could not find that. It's all gay sex. And it's all like, oh, disco. Anyway, what happened was I was in Wellingborough. And the problem with Wellingborough, yes, the Wellingborough crew. The problem with Wellingborough is there was no law. The prisoners kind of run because what happened was Wellingborough was shutting down. 
And so when I got, I've always been induction every nick I've been in. So when I was, was got there, what happened was I'd managed to turn the nick around. So I told everyone, look, you've got your phones. Fucking there's me telling them I'm not got caught. So I'm telling them, you've got your phone. Make sure you have a good stash. You know what I'm saying? You know, make sure the officers don't find it because, you know, like if they find it, you fuck the whole thing. Don't be wanking to gay yeah. farm. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I weren't at that prison. <laughs> 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 so anyway, yeah. So anyway, so I'm telling them, hide your phone, don't hit officers, you hit them, then you fucks out for us. That was a good induction. So what happened was, when I got Nick with his phone. <laughs> it knows. You're ringing, mate. <laughs> I'm not wanking again, am I? Sound effects. Oh, no. Oh, you ain't done that on the podcast. Story, sound I'm not right. wanking again. <laughs> <laughs> it off, mate. So anyway, Crash how's your father? So anyway, Crash how's your father? Um I've gone to I've got nicked. But the problem they had at Wellingborough is uh that the, the, the induction was so good at it and all the boys and we kept it wasn't just induction. I mean there was a fight and they used Wellingborough. Oh, fuck so a fight Lee with a magnum. Is that what they called Lee? The, the champagne bottle? Yeah, magnum Mag bottle, yeah. But a magnum bottle, yeah, mate, where the Fuck me, you find a magnum bottle with a nick. Well, someone's birthday, wasn't it? Fuck, <laughs> yeah, but a magnum bottle, it's come been, on, it's mate. It's been brought in, obviously. So anyway, they're crashing each other. The screws are shitting themselves in it, so I've had to go in, crack, crack. Sort it all out. Look, come on, boys, fuck's sake. What's up? You're going to get nine, ten years stabbing somebody. And so because I was always in that role in Nick's, I always kept the peace. You understand, like, for everybody, that was all I was about in Nick. You know, like, I don't want to hate seeing people hurting other people and getting themselves more burdened than what they got to do. And so when they adjudicated me for the phone, I had a headache because if they had adjudicated me properly, lots of work, get the sack and all the rest of it, the induction would have gone downhill. And so I think I was the first person in history to get like uh, a 10 pound fine <laughs> <laughs> because they, 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 they needed me to, to, yeah, to, to, to keep, the, to keep yeah. the peace and, yeah. and, um, and to get everything together. It, 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 Prisoners to survival, isn't it? It's, you could say East Day, but as I mean, I've seen the worst of worst things in there people killing themselves and God knows what people getting killed. And like, it, it's a place where ah. you can die. Killing themselves over what? Mate, I've seen a geezer uh, hanging themselves. Kind of yeah, I've seen a geezer cut himself from there to there. Right? Yeah. Mental ill? Mentally ill? Okay, no. Mentally ill. I wish it was mentally ill. Mate, this geezer, I could suck. So I've gone out there, they called me up, the boys have called me up. I said, what's up? Because fish is going there. I'm like, this kid's covered in clanker. I go, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I can't see my mum. I said, can't see your fucking... Oh, sorry. Can't see your mum. I said, man, you're in here. Where your mum? Where your dad? You don't need to see your mum. I go, I don't go, fours, fours to the, get the guy. I mean, oh. people do things for the most stupidest yeah. things. Because they think they're going to get them out. You know, they think that they're going to get released. Yeah, or... <sighs> I know I know someone, right, uh, when I was, especially Felton was worse than adults, oh, yeah. really. Um, but I know someone that had made a plan with his cellmate, because back in the day, if, if your cellmate killed himself, you'd oh, get yeah. released, right, because of the trauma. And so the boy wanted to hang himself, but didn't want to hang himself. Mm. So he was just going to pretend, if you like, or get to that point, and then the boy was going to get released, yeah? He was trying to help him out, but the boy died, obviously. And the trauma from the other kid that wanted to get released was so much, he ended up killing himself and all. So they both killed themselves in the end because they couldn't take what each other had done. Yeah. You know, like, and 
I've, I've had it all. Yeah, Sean. people, I've had people, it all, mate. people, people. I had an eighteen, no, eight, nineteen, no, nineteen twenty coming swell side. See, that was the thing with me. I always used to. See, an induction. It weren't just about induction. All of you, I'd have to. We'd all have different reasons for being in prison, but I'd have to also see your mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like how you're dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, and how you are, and so. In swell side, being the nick it is, big up the swell side, boss. You have to be very careful that you're not throwing a, mem a weak person into the lions and somewhere where they're going to take liberties. You've got to. So what I'd always have to do was try and introduce you or meet someone on the wing and then see the boys and then try and do it that way. Do you know what I mean? So that, so that, that when he came they get on, integrated. he'd have a little bit of help. Yeah. And so this guy was white and he was about nineteen, nineteen. No, no, swell sake with 21. So he must have been just 21. Mm, 21, yeah. And um, what happened was a policeman had chased him for an ounce of coke, Lee, mm. and he stabbed the life out of the cosa. So anyway, I'm watching this guy. I said, you're right. And he's telling me, yeah, he's grinding. I'm saying, you sure? But I, listen, come, mate. I, I grew up on the street. I'm a boy. I, listen, I, I love the streets. I, I love the game, yeah? I knew something ain't right. So he said he wanted to go with the Muslims, okay? And they're all my pals over there. And so uh, Hassan, gangster, boom, there. And um, so I went over to the boys over there. I said, look, I'm going to bring this white kid on for you. But I said, do me a favor. Like, you need to look hard. Just watch him for me. If, if you, don't, if you lot don't want him on here, tell me I'll take him off. And, 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 I, and I put him on. Two days later, found hanging in his cell. Mm. You know, this is... This is what people... But that's the reality of prison. It's, it's all about how headstrong you are and if you, you can take it mentally it's rather than right. physically. It's yeah. all right killing someone. It's all right stabbing someone. Listen, it's all right. Anyone can do it. It's not hard graft. Anyone can bang. It's, it's easy. It's not, hard. it's not hard. Can you do the bird? Can you do the bird? If you do it because you're in trouble and it's back to the wall, well, there's family issues and it's new, no choice. Then I was sitting there smiling. It's a different every day. game. It's a different game because then you're going to march them landings with a big smile. But if you get a 35 year stretch, you get a 20 year stretch, you get a 15 year stretch. Let me tell you something. Every single day of that 24 hours, of that now turns to 48 hours, turns into three days. What's after 48, Lee? <laughs> it turns into, I mean, they know me, boys. 60 hours. So they crash it. It's three days. 36, mate. Is it? 36. You understand what I'm saying? No, 24 hours, 48, and then what comes up? 52. So is it 52? Crack on, mate. All right, crack. 56. <laughs> you was in prison long enough. 48. 48 plus 24. Right. Like 72. So anyway. Didn't do his master degree. Oh, the dealer, the dealer. Even he can't get it right. 48 plus 24. Yeah. 72, isn't it? I don't know. I can't count, can I? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they're, they're both acknowledged. What is it? Is it right? Yeah, 72. Oh, I'll cut like the clever one. So anyway, Crassia is your father, yeah. Um, You know. It, 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 you know, people don't. It's it's all right committing the act on the street. It's the other side what is going to hurt you. He, he, Lee's told you all this story. 
He got a 14. He's lucky. He's lucky. Both of us were lucky. Listen. Very lucky. Let me tell you, we're standing judge at the old bay. We're just lucky. But at least with us, we marched the landings. That's the difference. March. Yeah, with fights with screws, fights with inmates, fights with stabs. It don't matter. We've done it all. We marched it all and didn't give up. That's because that's the game. But when you're not in this game, when you haven't been proper bred, like with your gorgeous George, when you haven't been brought up by your dad, when you ain't been brought up by the, listen, hang, self-harm, cut yourself. Rape. Yeah, rape. Okay. The whole lot in there. Yeah, so just because it's an English style, I don't think it don't go on because it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know people have had it. parcels, uh, drugs up there. Yeah, yeah. anus and f four black geezers hold him down and get a spoon and shove it up his ass to get the the parcel out. He can't pass it. Yeah, no, getting it out of him, just rubbing him, or but just no, rubbing yeah, him, just rubbing him, getting like holding him down, spoon up his ass, getting the parcel out. I've got a parcel get... now. You need more than a fucking you need more than a spoon. You're taking the meat, you are. You're in the shovel. You're in the shovel. Nah, listen, um, you know, I mean hey, it's been brilliant. It's good today. I was happy that you invited Mr. Yeah, thanks for letting me come, yeah. Sean. Oh, Obviously, man. I mean, like I said, this story, I, I've been in the game. I'm I'm not a villain or a gangster I'm a, I'm, I'm a law-abiding citizen now have I got friends that are still doing what they're doing yes of course of, uh, that's their choice that's their choice mm -hmm. but um, I'm on the straight and now you know my dad's old now just been telling his story and uh, uh, and it's just to highlight that not every criminal's bad you know not every criminal has one intention and that's to hurt people or rob money and stuff like that Every criminal has a reason why they're do a, a criminal in the first place. Every every person has a reason why um, they do the things they do, and I, I and I think to a certain extent, um, even down to the trauma I received as a kid, and seeing the things that I received, probably is why the lack of empathy is there, or why I can go to or could go to them points before because I just didn't give a shit no one had helped me no one give a shit about me um I'd seen violence all my life so to me it was normal to me it was normal you know and and I was prepared to do anything it takes it's only when children come along and, and that oh, yeah it changes that and like you said if you if you're gonna that's why I'm not in the game no more because like you said you can't love nothing you can't have nothing that's right you can't you can't uh, can't love nothing, buy nothing, have nothing. You can't have that yeah, because just... you could go away any time. You're in the game. Yeah, so now I've got kids um, and you know, it's funny when your kids grow up, they tell you about yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the lesson I had to learn. You know, you have to look at yourself and, and think, what, do you think you're this big person? You think because your dad was a big gangster. Now you're a big, no, no, I don't, not at all. Did you see guys inside get Dear John and how it got you done? I've seen people kill, like I said, I've seen people kill yeah. themselves over oh, dear John. Yeah. I've seen people kill themselves, literally. And, and you know, do you know what was hard for me, Sean? I used to have to read some of the letters to the boys because they oh, couldn't mate, read. Yeah. Mm. They can't read, yeah. you know? And when you're reading it and you realise before they realise what it's it says. John, yeah. Now you're oh, the person, bad spot to be you're in. the person responsible for destroying oh, their yeah. life. Yeah. You know, so, and, and although you're their friend, and then can you imagine they killed herself that night as well? Oh. 
That's why they always lie. And and, and that's what I'm talking about, the mental lie. side of it, Sean. That's what I'm talking about, the yeah. mental... Like, to get through that. Like, yeah. that, that to anyone else is, like, a big shock. Yeah. But, like, hold on, the guy's just killed himself and yeah. you're not even bothered yeah. about it. I see it every day. Yeah. It's not a shock to me. I see... He done it last week. He done it the week yeah, before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's part of the game, isn't it? It's part of the game. Yeah, but it, it, I think that's what makes us... Uh, a bit de-wired if you like to do things that we do oh, because if you see it you become accustomed to it yeah, imagine if you started lying and more letters came in you've got to keep the lie going oh, that would be fucking I always crazy. lie he sees them dead I mean they all roll them out at me until they get out then they come in I'll give him a chance he just killed them <laughs> you know my mate was in my mate was in a prison in Scotland yeah and, and all the schools used to open their mouth yeah. Right, and they hated the English boy oh, that yeah. was there, yeah. And we knew that, so we thought we'd have a wind up. We was on the outside, so we sent him snotty tissues that the screw, like, oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's happened it. We sent him a soaked beer mat in beer so he could smell the beer. <laughs> he was going, you're a fucking oh, man up there. <laughs> yeah, so. You know what? Mm. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't change my life for the world. Ah, come on, mate. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Come on, mate. I change it for the world, you know? I, I'd rather die. Yeah. Would I like to live in a big mansion with loads of money with a uh, spoon in my mouth? Yeah, it'd be nice, but you know what? I'd much rather be in the dirt with the real people struggling. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and uh, You can't really say that. I mean, no, you, not just struggling, when, but just when you, uh, when people go, that are just yeah, real, but when you, know? you go to life, well, listen... <sighs> Whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're dying, it doesn't listen. It's life, isn't it? Spring in the mouth, spring in the arse. Whatever, like. Whatever. Not for me, not for me, Sam. Whatever. Spring in the arse. See what I mean? That's what Now you know why he likes to stay where he is. You're getting mugged off by these ex millionaires who are in it. Mate, can't even afford heat in it. Keep freezing it. I suppose my mouth, phone. I suppose my fucking phone went off. It's so cold, the battery died. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, but um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, listen. Everyone walks different walks of life. Yeah, you're rich, you're poor, you're in this life. It's whatever life you're born into. You have to make the best of it. And March is it? And then, you know, I think because you do know rich people and you get, I mean, a fellow you took me the other day, he's rich. You get on well with him. So it's not, I, I think, you know. No, I don't mean rich like that. I mean, I mean. I mean, he's very rich. I, when you talk uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, aristocracy or, or people that look down upon you. No, but you, like, yeah, but if not, it's not their fault if they're born into that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. born into their own life, aren't they? So I used to live on the 14th floor and I used to look down on people all the time. Well, you know. That's his best joke this week. Ding, ding. No, the spoon one, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why have you what? got your gloves on when you talk to us? I, it's cold you know, in here, man. Oh, All of a sudden. Oh, we admit it now. Fingerprints. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's why you come in gloves. I only dress up uh, for uh, you. But, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. Do you know what I see when, when, it, when, it, when, it, when I look at him? What? Who's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, what's it called? Uh, assassin. Oh, Assassin's... Uh, uh, yeah, the Assassin computer game. Yeah, yeah. I bet. You're the only podcast guest I always buy a new shirt for. You see, he's got a tattoo on the yeah, back of his head. He's got it on the back of his head. He's got it on the back of his head. Right, come on. Let's wrap this up. All right, so the one final question then. It's a philosophical one. Oh, here we go. Am I black? Yes, I am. 
Uh, am I a sneak? No, I'm not. Am I gay? I don't promote homosexuality. What do you want to know now? What is, is he fucking bringing us on these podcasts? He asks us all these questions. I thought he's old Bill. What is the relationship between fear and respect in prison? Between fear and respect in yeah. prison? A very fine line. Okay. Go on. No, go on. It's your show, kid. Hit it. Okay. <laughs> 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 Hit it, baby. Pull, pull your chair forward. Um, pull your chair what's forward. What's the line between fear right and respect? Hit it. Down, down. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> people have got to have fear to have respect. I suppose people respect you for different reasons, don't they, Sean? Do you know, they respect the, the crime you've done. They respect uh, how you carry yourself in prison. Um, and, you know, and, and if you've got a certain uh, element of fear with that because of things you've done, then that obviously takes off a lot of the dairy, if you like. You know, it stops people... <laughs> Here we go, enjoy the show. Carry on. <laughs> What's wrong with you tonight? <laughs> so, so is it better to be feared or respected? Right, are you ready? I oh, think it's better respected with fear. I've, yeah, I think, yes, exactly that. Right, respected right. with fear. Okay, you're starting and finished? Yeah, go. Okay, this is the way it is. Yeah, keep it real, no big deal. Here we go, how do you feel? And then we're gone. Okay, keep it light. Here we go. Fear. Okay. It's conducted by people. It's, by, it's held by people that are scared to go where you're not scared to go. That's right. When they see that you've got the balls to do what they wouldn't do, regardless of cost or consequence. So people get scared of you. But when people are fear of you, it doesn't mean to say that you're a good person or decent person. It means that your people are scared of you. It means that, that, that they're not really your friends. Okay? Although sometimes they could be your friend and still be scared of you because I know you're an absolute loon. But what I mean is, when you talk about respect, Respect comes in many shapes and forms and, and shapes and sizes and forms. And so if you're going to, you know, I mean, you know, if you're going to go and bully people and take people's steer and take this and do that, people have fear of you. But at the same time, they might call that fear respect. So, you know, respect is when you talk to everybody. That's how I, this is how I see it. Yeah. Respect is when you talk to everybody, regardless of who you are, of who they are, where they come from, what they do, who they know, or color. That's that's it. That's what makes you get respect or, or fear in a prison. People, you respect everybody, regardless, and that's why we held respect because we don't care who you are. We don't care what you do. We're not bigger than you. We're not. We're not better than you. We'll help you. You understand? We won't turn our nose up at you if you're in trouble. So when you talk about fear, the fear comes. You know, you know, Sean, you go to prison, you're lonely, you're scared, you ain't been, it's, it's scary. And so you need people like us who look after everybody and say, look, boys, put them in the corner, don't hurt them. You know, fear, fear is a part of life. But as I told you in the first podcast, Sean, I told you, look what happened to me, Sean. I tried to die, I did 100 years in prison and yeah, and Sean, what I tell you, I conquered my fear. And let me tell you, do I wish I conquered that fear? I'm sure about to cry then. <laughs> do I wish I conquered that fear? I, 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 can, I can obviously tell you, I'm happy, but mate, maybe it's the worst thing I've ever done. Because now, when I have no fear, it, it, it's murders. It's only because we've got a good mindset that doesn't make me go out and do all the mad things that other people are doing. So when you are scared, and, and, and same with fighting, when people say to me, I don't give a fuck, they're not scared of getting hurt. 
they're not in the game. Because every single person, gorgeous George, Lee, him, me, Marvin Herb, all of us, all of us, all of us, we have one fear, which is the fear of getting hurt. And that is why we're good at what we do, or we die to the end, or we come out regardless of cost or consequence. And so when people talk about fear, never hate your fears. It's good to have fear. Yeah. Keeps you sharp. Yeah, control your fears and live with your fears and be happy you got them. Because when you ain't, welcome to Psychopaths Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't that the truth. You just ain't don't. That the truth. You just don't need it. <laughs> you just don't need it. Trust me. Trust me. So live your life and be happy with who you are. And be happy with just respect everyone. Crack them. Fight! <laughs> And the moral of the story we, is, the go, moral of the story go. is. You ain't got to ruin it. Go, go on, tell them, tell them, go on. Keep your day jobs, folks, nah. unless you want a spoon in your ass. Nah, yes, that's the moral of the story. He's a mate of piss. He always has to ruin it. Anyway, how are you? We're so busy talking about us. Come on, Lee, that's all right. How are you? Yeah, how are all you? good. What's happening with all you? All good, man. Just well, what's going on, B? Filming, en filming endless podcasts. Oh, yeah? Two live streams. Okay, here we go. Enjoy the show. He's on the mic. And mind how you go. Watch the flow. <laughs> right. Who? Okay, this is the question. Lee, 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 let's, let's put it on him. Come on, let's put it on him. I ain't put on his glasses. Ah, he wants a deflection. <laughs> so I stay there. Stay there. That's <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're being Mr. Free Sight of Passing stay there. Okay. How's your fucking father? Go, 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 Chris, how's your fucking father? Listen, yeah. I was marching on the landing one day. And this fucking screw. Listen, stay in that mindset. Stay in that mindset. Okay, here we go. Yes, sir. Right, now, this is the question. This is the burn. Put it out to him. One. Oh. Okay, let's see if he's got balls. <laughs> Who is the best person you've ever podcasted? Woo! This is gonna be. Can we have a vote one. on this, James and Joe? Can we have a vote? No, 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 no. <laughs> James and Joe, you don't vote. You're cool. You got balls. You got oh, balls. Come on. Best in what category? No, 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 no category. Just the one that you enjoyed the best. Not, numero not me, uno. Just the one you enjoyed yourself personally that you love. There's only one I've ever yeah. watched again. Go on, kid. Go on. Shane the Knife Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you later, folks. <laughs> 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 I knew you were going to say that. Don't you ever call me again. You ever call me again, I swear my mother's life. I'll knock you off. Right, we're out of here. We're out of here. Yeah, you get out of it. You're just going to jump, jump. And there I was, coming all this time. Who is for you? He told me to have you up. We're with us. Chicken man. And viewers. <laughs> I hope you love these guys as much as I love these guys. They've got their own YouTube channels. If you could take any more of this, click on their YouTube channels and subscribe to me. Where's my coat? What can you say to me? Oh. Funniest. Oh, no. Funniest. The best. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
<laughs> well done, you know what? Fair play to him, isn't it? <sighs> to have the answer to, to, you know what? I know if I put that question to a lot of people, they'd have gone all around the world. So you know what, Sean? <laughs> I'll shake, I'll put my hand there, mate. Well done, at least he's honest. You know what I mean? For a man in his position, to be that honest, for a man in his position to be that honest, come on, when you think of all the people that come on these shows and to say that, I think, yeah. But there's never, ever no, energy call. like this in the room. Go, go away. You've got to have a bit of an energy. It took us about four hours to warm up. No wonder, no wonder he has to get all his guests on each podcast for two hours. You're like that for the first hour and a half, I swear. Oh, mate. Mate, mate. Honestly, look at me. Look at the state of me. Everything is wool. The only thing we haven't got is a lamb. And spoons. Next time. Oh, next time. Absolutely. He's got glasses on. Oh, mate. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, now I've got my voice back. Da. In the description box are links <laughs> to both of their YouTube channels. Please, if you want more of this energy, go down follow and subscribe it, to it. Mr. Fish. Subscribe to Lee. There's a lot more. You can actually see gorgeous George <laughs> getting yeah. interviewed yeah, on your yeah. channel, Lee. Uh, Tell me about that. I started off, I just started videoing, uh, videoing my dad. We was drunk one night and I started videoing him and getting to tell the old stories. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, it started taking off. He was getting loads of comments. So I started doing a bit more serious ones. There's some funny ones on there, some stories you might not believe about him carrying dead bodies back on uh, top mm. of roofs or vans and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some amazing <laughs> stories. How he's in uh, Parkhurst with the craze, Ronnie Cray and that, and he'd done all the party for uh, Reggie's birthday and stuff. Uh, so if you go on Real London Gangsters, you'll see all these podcasts on there more. To and come. what is your channel called, Mr. Fish? And what can people find on there? My channel is called London's Crazy Gator. I only chose that title because because that's how I got involved in the game. I mean, um, but my channel, you know what? I, I just like interviewing everybody. I think everybody's got a story, regardless yeah. of background, regardless of, of what you do, age, race, colour. I just I just love enjoy I just like talking to people of every of every, you know, of every walk of life. Yeah, and out of all the podcasts you've ever done, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming back with a question. Okay, who's the best podcast who, you've who ever done? Who danced with you the best? Well, the guy that um, really <laughs> who danced with you the best. Uh, the guy that who danced with me the best. Oh well, <laughs> that'd be me, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see that, this is no joke. This is on Mr. Fish's channel. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll put the link for that podcast. I, I, I'll always love separate in the description when, box. When we, when we get together, it's it's not a podcast. Is it? It's just uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's come to have a laugh. It's just a laugh and crap. We just. This is, this we're energy. setting the standard for podcasts. Oh, I don't this know how podcasts right. should be, right? Exactly. But, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be on to your professions. I mean, the student and the great. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. But um, I just love doing it on the phone, and I love just going into people's houses and sitting there. And I love it on the couch. I just think it's more informal, more relaxing. As long as you can get a good story out. And so I've got one out today, which is about knife crime and just how the kids can defend themselves. Only 15 minutes could the battery went out of the phone. But um, <laughs> that first Charlie had on. Oh my God. I'm laughing all the way through what's, that. What's that one? The Charlie's. Didn't you have oh, the Charlie's Charlie. on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. if you go to my site, there's a program called Charlie Norris. And um, some people. It's just like prison stand up comedy but all the Charlie, way through. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charlie Southgate. They're both. But Charlie Norris is the most hilarious, funniest down the world. And I know some people close to him might have said, oh, listen, but. Um, 
Sean's ready for you, Charlie. He just needs, you know, whenever you're ready, Sean's ready. I mean, because yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he's second to none. I think he, we're going to get both the Charlies yeah. on. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, well, yeah, Charlie Southgate, whenever you're ready, tell yeah, me and I'll yeah. arrange it with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Charlie's got good. I mean, Charlie Southgate. I mean, the second Charlie, we're yeah, all, we've already connected Charlie. with him. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's done 14 years. I mean, yeah. He's like 31. His IPP, was he? Yeah, yeah he's 31. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he. Yeah. Silliskit's an absolute lunatic. But uh, do you want me to try and get hold of him for you? And try well, we've already him? got him. Oh, you got him? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. How yeah, yeah. you come in? He came... Um, no, got, no, what, Charlie the, Southgate? Yeah, I don't know the oh, you date. Done him, no, you haven't he, done him already. He, you would have told me. No, no, but we've we've arranged it. It's arranged. Oh, you arranged it? Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll have to go hold him and go, well, why don't you tell me? Yeah, or it's in the process. It's in the process. <laughs> <laughs> in the process. <laughs> no, anyone you there? No, 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 Anthony Roberts. Anthony, it went through Anthony Roberts, that one. Who the fuck's Anthony Roberts? He's got half his ear missing. So have I. A bit like him. <laughs> you know why he's got that, don't you? Because he's done no. 18 months, ear and half. <laughs> 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 he's got a ruined mark, my credibility. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. That's why he's got it. Hey, I don't know, Mike. Didn't they give me back? Nah, he ain't in my gloves, have you? See what this guy does? He just tried to nip my gloves to... I must have a moment, surely. Well, only threw them to there. There, what's that down there? Down there. You can barely see through the glass. He's got a bun, isn't he? You tried to nick him. Where's the other one? It's got to be down there. There you go. There you go. So, if you've enjoyed this podcast, oh, if, on, if, as if, if. <laughs> please, please let us know in the comments. Please let us know if you would like to see Mr. Fish oh, and Lee. I'm not back in the back. studio for more crazy prison and life stories. Come back. Fair enough. And then we got we got um the guy who wants you to join him as well. You oh, mentioned Joe Barnett. Yeah, Joe yes, Barnett. Joe Barnett. Big in the game. <laughs> bum bum. Zum zum. Do you want to see Mr. Fish come back for Joey Barnett part three? Wow. That would be oh, interesting. Good luck to the two viewers. Them, yeah. You're gonna yeah, need yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Huge thank you to all the new subs. Subs logo is down there. Huge thank you to Joe, James. Joe, James, yeah. Gangster. gangster. Actually appearing in the podcast yeah! for the first time. Yay! About time and it always in the background. <clears throat> yeah, me. Forget that shit. So anything else you'd like to say in conclusion to the people watching? Into closing, uh, watching people, thank you very much for watching our, our channel and listening to our stories and stuff like that. Uh, don't go to crime. Stay away if you possibly can. Uh, teach your kids right and look after them and stay safe. Thank you very much for watching. Brilliant. I'd just like to say that England is a great country and it has produced some of the best podcasters in and out the world. We have marched and said some of the best stories. We have gone down avenues and wells that own people could only think of. We have said things and done things that only those could imagine, that only those can think about, that only those can dare to dream about. We have done it all, seen it all, heard it all and been it all. And we're never going to leave it all behind. There are times when life and challenges will confront you and hurt you and hold you back. But you will take those challenges on and face them and go forward and make them. You will do what is ever necessary within your means and go even further still. You will listen to tunes and music and food and highlights and partiality. You will go above and travel into the universe and travel across the world. You know I'm sexy. <laughs>
didn't know I'm sexy. <laughs> he knows how to do it. He knows how to stop it. He knows how to stop it. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Thank you very much, Sean, Thank for working on it. Oh, we've done it again. We've done it again. Pleasure. Nah. Take care, yeah, Sean. Cheers, Thank you, buddy. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming again, yeah, Mike. Thanks for coming again. Can yeah. wear uh, black socks next time. <laughs> He's got socks to match his shirt. Black and blue, isn't he? Come on, kid.